get off on their insanity defense, like you realize, okay, there has to be like some sort of, you know, uh, they, they can't keep can't keep getting beat on that. But then the Rodney King riot happened, and the reaction to it was terrible. I mean, those conditions already existed, you know, post Len Bias death. But then it just accelerated into the major leagues and into the stratosphere. The prison industrial complex really took off after '93 when that crime bill came through. So it's part of the reason why we're in the shit we're in right now. It's just not an efficient system. It's not a good system. You know, it's look at young old Newt though. There, yeah. <laughs> everyone was so young but old. Yeah, <laughs> I I noticed that about life in general. Like when I was in second grade. Yeah, the fifth graders seemed so big. Oh. Like they, they seemed were like, like adults. adults. And then yeah. I got to fifth grade and I felt like I was still the same size as I was in second grade. And I was just like, I was supposed to be this big lurching man. And I'm not. I'm a fat. I'm a little fat kid. You know, I remember that. I remember where that really stood out to me was high school, even even into junior high. When I went to Stonewall Jackson Junior High Ooh. in Manassas. You think they're changing that now? Uh, they just changed their name four months ago. They had that name until four months ago. I was there in 1980. One. That, that, that's when I was in junior high school, right? Junior high school, my sixth and seventh grade were in Stonewall Jackson Junior High. And there were like men, guys who had failed a couple grades. They were men. They had hit puberty yeah. and they were like shaving. And I'm like this 12 year old pipsqueak. They had like mutton chops. Oh, and shit. I, I mean, and, and like, and, and we're like filling, you know, we're like, you know, solid 175 pounds, 180 pounds at like 13 or four. But really, they're like 16 in a 13 year old <laughs> curriculum. They were right, dumb. Let's you know? play the game. Where's Epstein and all these pictures? <laughs> So, yeah, they're going through the Clinton experience, his second term, and, and what he had to deal with. You know, it's interesting. I, I got a, I, I, I used to know Tommy Thompson's nephew really well in Wisconsin. Tommy Thompson was the governor of Wisconsin for 16 years, and he's really one of the first guys who really got Wisconsin off of its progressive uh off of its progressive train, you know, and oh yeah, didn't the, you say he started like a group, like a conservative group out well, there? In 1986, Tommy Thompson was elected governor of Wisconsin. He held that position, I think, until 01, and then he took over Health and Human Services under uh, under Bush. He was looked at as a real conservative hero because what he did is he basically had, had it was the very first welfare to work program. You had to be actively looking for work or receive a get a right. job within a certain amount of time, or you lost your benefits. There you are know? people who still want that like right now or oh, oh absolutely like you should have to submit to drug tests and shit oh yeah absolutely and, and and he did that because basically it was chicago aka blacks from chicago are coming into our state we got to stop that from happening so uh, so and that succeeded and they got that program for, through he also had another big program which was school choice vouchers you know of like you know uh, parents could take a voucher and have their kid go to a different public school if their public school wasn't functioning very well yeah. the idea of bringing more competition into the system you know these these you know it's lighting a fire under their ass you know uh, but you know it's like <laughs> you know put some more money out there for crying out loud i mean coordinate the educate well whatever this you know this country is a lot of it's very a lot of small municipalities kind of just cobbled together, you know. So well, we've forgotten the little man crew. Yeah, well, that that happened a long middle time America ago. is bleeding. <laughs> I'm just repeating. I love I love the talking point. Middle America is bleeding. No coal. We're gonna bring coal back. Yep. We, is is that in? Is oh, it I in? could I could turn okay. it up on here. He lacked the confidence to stand up. Yeah, to them. That's a biographer's they voice right they there. They understood his psychology. And they thought that they had the political upper hand. Who? I don't know. But Clinton sensed that his political enemies had overreached and were out of step with the American people. 
They narrate these so goddamn seriously. This is all going to culminate with a guy getting a blowjob. <laughs> you don't need to be so goddamn serious. <laughs> but this was like the sex scam. We're going to get wait, my, my, my point is this whole story. Tommy Thompson's nephew, guy knew Bert Garvin, Robert Garvin, very successful attorney now. Not a surprise. Lives in Waukesha County, which is like money, like Republican money from Milwaukee lives in Waukesha County. Wealthy area. That area, the North Shore of Milwaukee and the West Side of Madison are the economic engines of the entire state. That's what kind of drives it, you know. And Madison is is very much relevant because it's got a lot of ideas and there's a lot of and there's a big economy there. Very good standard of living in Madison, Wisconsin. That sounds like something like. Hard, like they would sell you. Oh, Madison, this is the city of ideas. You know, but yeah, it's you know, but but the point is, is uh, Waukesha. First- he's Tommy Thompson's nephew, and I remember when Clinton got elected, he was like, oh, you know, he's got a problem with women. Like they already knew how they were going to go after him. They were going to go after the fact that he had a weakness for women. You know, which a lot of men do. Okay, this is just what it is. You know, especially men of power. There's something about your ego. There's something to drive in you. He's got a weakness for women. He especially doesn't like when they say no. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, but he's Don't worry, his wife will silence you. So, <laughs> it's all good. Well, you know, fly on the yeah, plane. He was Listen, he had a problem. There's no doubt about it. He had a problem. But that's why this is how Trump supporters rationalize Trump's behavior. That is a false equivalency. I oh, mean, I know. I mean, Trump is, is ver, an avaricious creature. You know, it's just like. That's what I'm saying. Trump, I I think Trump has probably fucking irreversible eight and a half minute rape scene like gone at a girl. Oh, yeah. Bill Clinton, at yeah. least, was charming enough to like actually get in. Yeah. He was abusing his power, but like, yeah, he. Yeah. Fuck those girls. Yeah, because uh, he's silver tongued, man. He's smooth. He's a smooth talker. And that's appealing. And he's, he, he's got ambition. You know, let's be honest. He's going to be an attractive man to some women. I bet you he even said it like that. But let's be honest. <laughs> let's be. You're going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to sit here with no pants and just wait for you. I heard Trump. Who was his second? It wasn't Marla Maples. Was it his third? Or was it Ivanka? I think it was Ivanka. Was that his first wife, Ivanka? Yeah. Yeah. Or it was Ivana. No, no Ivana. Ivana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ivana. I apologize. He likes those Eastern European women. Well, he likes anything you can mail to him. You know, and and I remember the story I heard. He raped her like later in their marriage because she said you, you should get hair plugs to cover your balds because he was balding. He didn't like that, you know? And and uh, and he did it with her by her advice, and it hurt so much to do it that he fucking raped her. Like he was Ooh. like that's what that's what he's like. Listen, like hey, you. I mean, Trump got what his a Jersey scumbag. Trump you are, got you know? his wife and the March ninety three issue of Playboy all on the mail. Yeah, yeah. same day, same day. <laughs> you look at her. She. Oh man. Yeah. What I mean, I watched the Mary Trump interview. I think I said this a couple episodes on, ago on Late Show. Ste- uh, Stephano- George Stephanopoulos for an hour. She got, it was a pretty in-depth for an hour. It was pretty good. They, they got pretty deep. And, you know, she's she's a clinical therapist. And she she called them out pretty well, I thought, you know, and just described, but also was very measured in her words. You mean she's you know? a loser? Yeah. <laughs> well, she says, again, that basically, like, Trump's father it's was the just dad, dude. He was, was, the was a complete lunatic. Like, he was a complete lunatic. There's a great you know? podcast that I listen to that uh called the dollop where they did a two-part donald trump episode and they get into everything like his dad told him at a young age don't ever let people tell you you're wrong yeah like in there was a in elementary school one time he they were doing their like 
addition and subtraction and they asked him what two plus two is and he said six and they were like no it's four and he goes no it's six yeah like he told him from a young age like you're never wrong yeah just yeah you say it until it's right yeah yeah, exactly. Well, th- there is that element, like, again, that power of positive thinking. That's very much how Mary Trump couched uh, Trump's personality, and particularly Fred Trump. Just this idea of like, you know, there's a very narrow band of emotions you can have. You're not supposed to have sadness. You're not supposed to have pain. You're not supposed to be, uh, you know, even really angry that much. You know, well, it's just you just never admit you're wrong. And Ivana and just said, always move forward. And Ivana you know? said that. He didn't, he doesn't know how to react around kids. Yeah. Like he, she was like, honestly, he didn't really have a relationship with our kids until they were old enough to talk business with them. Yeah. That like, basically I raised them and then when they turn 18, you hand them off to Donald. Yeah. 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 God. And like, that's the only way because he can only communicate with adults. He doesn't know how to like. Even though he is a fucking child. I know, exactly. <laughs> Even though he's obviously arrested at a certain phase of emotional like development. Like go, going up to a kid and going, hey, bud, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you playing? What are you like to, like, what are you playing? What's, yeah. what, like, yeah. he would not know how to do that. Yeah. Jesus. Kind of get down to that kid's hey, level, Hey, you're ugly. Like, yeah. that was, that's probably his first thought. <laughs> hey, I weird know. kid. Are you poor? Just a just like the worst thought your, to have. What's your dad do for a living? That's probably the first thought. Oh God! You don't look white. What are you? Yeah, God. Yeah, it's so. And she called him up pretty well. And like at the very end, Stephanopoulos said, "Well, if you could say one thing to him, you know, what would it be? What would be the one?" It was a long, you know, pretty intense interview. She was just like, "I'd say resign. You should resign. You know, you just." And she just went through the litany of things that were God. There was a Lincoln Project thing I watched yesterday. It was a seven-minute video that was. Fucking I want to know what he sounded like. Ooh, Clinton? No, Lincoln. Oh yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, I guess Daniel Day Lewis. They he say. had a high-pitched voice. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. he was gay as shit. Well, yeah, that, that's one of the rumors about that him. He was, he was super gay. femmy. Yeah, that he was gay. <laughs> that like not even, but just that he was very effeminate. Yeah. <laughs> and I know he was gay because Ken Witzel read a fucking biography. One of our book comedian buddies, Ken Witzkel, uh, and he said that in law school, him and his it, in the book, it says they used to often break out into Greco-Roman wrestling <laughs> matches. So he was wrestling with his boys. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, no, I guess he was. <laughs> what a, what a in law weird, school, like, they were wrestling. A, yeah. 1820s behavior, you know, like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to learn from a book. You'll read Plato. Like he's very ancient sort of Western texts, you know, the law. Alphonse D'Amato, he was he was completely mobbed up. Republican senator from New York, completely. I mean, they were talking about legalizing drugs. I show Alphonse D'Amato on TV. And he was like, wait, 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 wait you want a nation filled with crackheads? Is that what you want? Like, he, he just he was completely blunt, like very much. Oh, like Trump sort of liked him. Trump sort of took. That guy looks like he's about to fucking. Oh, that's Ken Starr. Go turn it's on Ken a Starr. printing press somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's Ken Starr. He was the investigator behind Monica Lewinsky, man. He was the right wing. Guys, they guys, bring out. I got a hot air balloon to catch. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah, they, they tried get they tried pinning all these scandals on him. They really did. You know, oh, tried, I remember when this was going on. I was living in a motel because my apartment had burned down. Wow. So, wow. like, I remember it being like, I remember when the accusations like came on television. People yeah. were just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Yeah. Broke my heart, Bill. X. Hell, yeah, Harold Ickes. 
In fact, however, Starr would prove to be a far more aggressive independent counsel than his predecessor. Unlike Fisk, who determined to finish his work quickly, Starr would follow his investigation wherever it led. See, they need like Carrot Top narrating this. You shouldn't have someone so serious. Or like Gary Busey or someone. Look at that so guy. It was an investigation in search for crime, which is not how investigations are supposed to work. My yeah, exactly. 80% of my articles were written by my eyebrows. <laughs> they can hold a pen. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it truly start. was. Whatever they want to say, like, it's a witch hunt. He was a, there was a witch hunt after him, man. There was, they yeah, were making shit up. Yeah. Not saying that it's I will say, and this is re-listening because I'm re-listening to old Opie and Anthony's and this is going on. Yeah. During like when they first started their New York run. Yeah. And the way they're re- they basically were like, we're, we don't think he did anything wrong, but this trial has made him look so foolish that he shouldn't be president. Like if, oh, you, oh, if Clinton, you're Clinton, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're this fucking dumb, <laughs> like that makes me question. Like he, they were like, I think he should be impeached just for being a fucking moron. <laughs> and I was like, people are kind of saying that about Donald Trump, but well, yeah. Donald Trump actually has committed crime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and like he's ratcheted it up. I mean, he's, he's tripled it. You know, he's up the game. You know, it's, it's just, it, it's a, it's a dark hour for democracy. Because no I remember even it. my, even my grandma, like when they, when he actually went on trial and started, didn't he like debate the meaning of the word is and shit like that? Like he pulled a lot of punches yeah and like even my grandma was like yeah he looks like a fucking buffoon right now like he tried just say you cheated on your fucking wife yeah like you don't have to beat around the bush yeah just say you fucking did it yeah exactly he didn't want to he didn't want to embarrass hillary too i think with that you know and you know whatever it's easy to say that you know when you're uh you know when you're not in it you know (laughs) look at that you're actually dealing with it stepdad glasses yeah they have a pedophilic quality to oh my god so (laughs) much (laughs) what time's your paper out kid You won't. You but won't. I, I just find so this is how Trump Trump supporters, you know, the, how they rationalize like the treatment of like Trump's uh, Trump sexual behavior. Look at what Clinton did. We had to eat that shit for two fucking years. He didn't. He didn't. You know, he would try to impeach him. Look, Look at, at her. Fuck you. Turn about. She was just play. waving like I'm gonna be the fucking president, dude. No. There he is. Courthouse into the grand jury. You email, oh, bitch. Was intended to humiliate her. Would you rather have been somewhere else today? Oh, about a million other she places. She didn't look today, bad right indeed. there. The oh, years know. were yeah. not kind to yeah, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was dealing with a lot. The stress hit her and it was like, boom. Yeah. yeah. Once she cut that hair, it yeah. was all <laughs> downhill. See, that's the thing. She probably had a Britney Spears moment. If she wasn't, yeah. <laughs> if she didn't have the ability to get a haircut, she would have shaved her head in a JCPenney. <laughs> Like that was the probably the kind of breakdown she had after going through what Bill put her through. She's I, like, I'm gonna, some- I'm gonna get a butch ass haircut and I'm running for president, <laughs> and you're done, Bill. Previous presidents. God, was she hated. Decided to re- God, was she hated. Well, she was like, I'm. If people hate me, I'm gonna get a haircut that fits it. <laughs> I'm bringing it down. This is in Arkansas. Who could testify to the Clintons' participation? Didn't she go Bob first though? I, I feel like I, she bobbed. She know. Aniston first. Everybody bobbed in the 90s. Oh, that was a look. God, that was the look. <laughs> My mom had one. They were all about it. Here's eyebrow guy. Do you think, if you have a look like that now, you're a, a horrible that suburban guy, mom, That right? guy looks like he lives at the top of a beanstalk. 
Like you climb it and he's just like, well, Bill Clinton. Man, man. Under the threat of imprisonment, McDougal agreed to cooperate. Look at that guy. I know. Suddenly, With his hat. Until Clinton had known about his illegal loans. Look at these weird that looks these like figures. Some Michael you know? Jackson smooth Back criminal hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything changes. Up until that point, he never pointed the finger at the Clintons. He never indicated that they were involved in wrongdoing. Once he's convicted, all of a sudden he begins coming up with stories that implicate the Clintons. McDougal's oh, dog, if you only knew <laughs> the implications. When was this? Hit the info. When did this come out? The, the sh oh, was this pre-Clinton Clinton kill list? Oh, it doesn't. Year. The presidency of William Jefferson Clinton. It doesn't say what year it came out. It's probably... Oh, yeah. Okay, then I hit okay. Yeah. See what year this fucker came out. I don't know. It doesn't say. Oh, 12. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think this was before it was. This is before the true. The true conspiracies kind of started. This is before Alex Jones got a hold of the Clintons. How do I get back to the chat? You just hit exit. There's a there should be a okay. button that says exit. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, uh. Wait, I mean, wait, he had a rocky. He, for me, the reason why I, I like the Clinton presidency, the, the, the big check, you know, the check mark to me was they balanced the budget for four years. That was always the big not. Oh my God, the government's spending money. We're going to play that game. You know, we're going to run these huge deficits and play that game with you because you're not going to get any more government from us. The government's dysfunctional. Like he actually showed that it can actually kind of work. It can actually be a functional government. But the, but this fucking. <laughs> This neocon fucking economic model is just you attack the state all the fucking time. I forgot about the it's neocons. It's just like, ugh, it is. It's been the dominant economic philosophy for 40 years, and it's just not working for everyone, you know, or even for enough people. You know, it's just that, ugh, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, the economic model. You know, the, the, people have to start talking economic. They got to pay more fucking money. Again, that's what the, this is a golden opportunity. There's no organized voice to the left. This is a golden opportunity to say that the argument shouldn't be they're getting 600 bucks a week. It's disincentivizing them working. No, the argument should be why are they being paid so little? Not why is their, their handout so high? Well, it's why are they being paid so little? Part of me thinks you the know? reason there's no like unified voice, and this has to do with. It's the fucking left. It's well, no, it's, it's because they, they can't not. The second someone finds someone to put as the like leader you find out that they tweeted the word dago back in 2005 <laughs> and you're just like well now we can't fall. like it's yeah. the idea that they it's yeah that they instead of just being like well fuck yeah all right yeah let's start fresh from here now you're our person yeah. it's just like well now we got to find another person <laughs> well what like, is the no. whole well, what is the whole um the need dude there's AOC, a perfection there's a AOC was a bartender you don't think she's done five shots and let a couple slip <laughs> not like slurs but like it's yeah it's, she's a bartender know. she's yeah. said and done some shit yeah <laughs> and I yeah. guarantee you yeah when she runs for prominent office Someone's going to be like, yeah, fucking I hooked up with her one night after the, all yeah. that shit's going to come out. Yeah. Just to undermine her. It's just like, yeah, it's just what is this weird? 
and the right does a good job. They don't give a shit if you call them out, but then they do a good job of using their arguments against you in key moments. Obviously, Al Franken is the example. The picture of him, like with the fake yeah. grabbing the boobs, you know, it's like he 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 was shot down. They took down a progressive with that. But that even, was a yeah, and, and they even, used that. And you know? even like I could see, I could see a real possibility of someone trying to attack her going. I went into a bar when she was bartending one night and we got to talking and she made a joke about how black people don't tip. Yeah. Yeah. Which I could see a Puerto Rican person yeah, doing yeah. <laughs> and laughing at it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but some I guarantee you she's yeah. done shit like that. Yeah. Well, it's like got to make those stereotypes. Tips, stereotypes are there for a reason. It's just you can't just look at people purely through that fucking lens. You know, you have to see that there's a three dimensional human being there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a, a, an ethnic joke or a racial joke. You know, they can be fucking funny. You know, no, again, as long as you're not Don Rickles, although Rickles is hilarious. My I, God. We were actually just watching Dirty Work and I told I, I go, <laughs> this is the one scene that because he's making fun of. He's like the he owns a movie theater. Yeah. And he's all the employees are lined up and he does the classic like, what are you laughing at? Tubby yeah, Baskin yeah, yeah. Robbins called. They're missing 25 of their flavors yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. But then at the end, he goes, if you guys mess this up for me, I'll make sure you're not only fired from every movie theater here. You're done in the business. You'll be tearing tickets out in Afghanistan. And then he goes, and then he goes and everybody's sucking sand. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah, that would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would. I mean, I tell you what, it, it, some of his some of his roasts were like, "This is really oh, racist." I he mean, would be like, "What's hard. up? What's up, Pedro? <laughs> yeah, What's up, Speedy?" Absolutely, you know, absolutely, you know, no, no doubt about it. You know, yeah, he had a uh, he had a line, uh, whatever. He just some of his line. I saw him in two thousand, or th- and he was, you know, he's probably in his early eighties. He still put a show on. Like he had a lot of energy for I a guy in his heard, early eighties. I mean, I, he was out there for an hour and twenty minutes. You're putting a show on. You I've know? also heard that he's really nice. Like I've oh, met yeah. people that he's he's roasted in the crowd, like yeah. comics that he didn't know were comics, and he's just like, "What's up? You got a nose? What's up, Jew boy? Like <laughs> yeah, he's fucking. I know. <laughs> what's up, Shylock? Shit like that. Yeah. And people are kidding. He's killing. Of but course. then they go backstage, and he's like, "Oh, what's up? Like, oh yeah, and he'll yeah. talk to you about being a comedian. Like he's humble and shit. And I've yeah. heard he, if you tell him you're a comic. He'll treat you like you're a, like he doesn't do, like, oh, what are you an open micer? What do you yeah, this, yeah, that? Like, yeah. like he knows he'll them. give you whatever advice yeah. he would give, like fucking any work. Like he doesn't yeah. differentiate. Like if you just be like, oh, I'm a comic. He'll be like, oh, yep. do this, do that. I respect that. Yeah. You know, there's a certain there's a kinship. There's a so, brotherhood. <laughs> well, his act probably is pretty vicious in today's oh, standards. Oh, man. I've heard all, a lot of stories that like he but he's also the sweetest fucking guy. Well, it, it's and a persona, yeah. right? It's a persona he's putting on, and you're probably the opposite of what you now, are. Now, Jerry Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> that's another story. I've heard he's awful. Yeah. Well, I think I told you a story about a good buddy of mine out here, Mike O'Connell, who's a huge Jerry Lewis fan. He told me the story about, he went, Lewis was signing an autograph. And this is like eight years ago, 10 years ago. It's not a little while ago, but he wasn't dead yet, obviously. <laughs> and it was a book. He thought he was going to go there. And it was a relatively intimate setting, but it was probably like, I don't know, 70 people. You know, there was enough people there, you know, uh, and he was telling stories and he thought he was going to get all this great advice on like, hey, here's how you prepare for a character and setting up and dealing with stage fright and like, you know, how you become a good person. He thought he was going to be like all about like, you know, these tips on this wise old man. All he talked about was the money he made. 
all he talked about was the money he made. And like in 1952, Dino and I, Jesus. we were working the Chicago Theater. It was 275 a ticket. We sold out eight shows in a row. I'm on a bunch of hoppies. You know, I'm on speed or whatever. You know, and, and like yeah. you know what that was? We cleared thirteen thousand dollars a piece, and that was 1952 dollars. That was probably, all he talked about was the money. I guess, which is that was, hilarious. That was probably when lewds were hot. Oh, I'm sure. Like diet, it was all just strong amphetamines, like strong amphetamines. You know, giving them to like Judy Garland and all those like starlets of that era. Like these women are petite enough the way it is. You know, it's like you're gonna turn them into like these weird speed addicts. Think of it, how fucked up Hollywood was back then. It's <laughs> fucked up now, but think about like back then, like weird like 40s Hollywood, dark stories, man. <laughs> Who's is that? Newt? No. no. Who the I, fuck I, is that? I don't know. It's some. Look at him, kid. The bridge of the nose kiss. Yeah. He didn't know she was gonna do that. Yep. That's a impromptu kiss. But she's also that, like they're bond they're bonded. That is the embrace of a couple that has had five sex sessions the entire 30 years they've been married well there's a reason why he strayed you know every four thanksgivings i let him get in there look at monica Lewinsky. she's like this she's fair with monica Lewinsky (laughs) for over a year i mean i would love to know both of their thoughts in the that embrace if that's the first time they've ever seen each other she was probably just like Oh no, I'm gonna have sex with this. Yeah, old man. yeah, weird. I mean, I guess she's got kind of a sense of humor about it right now, though, right? Yeah, she used to like sue the fuck out of you if yeah. you mentioned her name anywhere. But yeah, well, I'm sure it was a. It's a horrific experience oh, to go through. <laughs> that's one. I mean, thing. it's just awful. And that's I was like, mentioned. I've been going through old Opie and Anthony shows, and dude. Some of the shit they did on radio that was like censored, yeah, was wild. <laughs> like Anthony Cumia does a fucking uh, does an Al Sharpton impression, and it's good. But they play the Sanford and Son theme song in the background <laughs> while he does it, and I was just like, "This is more racist than if you just let him say the N word." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and they fucking and Quincy Jones wrote that. They story. talk it's about catchy. Monica Lewinsky. And every time they mention her name, they'll be like, and they'll play like pig noises. And I'll be like, dude, they should just let him say fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. (laughs) That is pretty hilarious. You know? Yeah. This was a true scandal, man. This was a, this was them bringing him down, you know? And it's like, it's the reason why Linda trip. Oh, that is an ugly human oof. being. Rebel Wilson should play Linda Tripp. Well, I know Goodman played Goodman played in, in, on in Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. Twitching, thick, weird facial expressions. Goodman is an underrated actor. He's a totally good actor, oh, man. Oh, man. George Bush probably nailed that, dude. <sighs> Me and Linda used to go. <laughs> Simmered with resentments. And she finds this young woman a couple cubicles away, Monica Lewinsky. I want to know what these biographers so you know, talk mean, about. Like, do you think they just casually talk about excerpts from books they're writing all the time? Yeah, I, yeah, it's a good point. Like actually, all yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the chapter that I, yeah, yeah. Like, do you think they're ever just like? So what did you did you rub one out today or like? <laughs> well, you know, give the, me the, some. But they're analyzing the situation, the dynamics of the politics. You know, she read that a- Atlantic article today. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, this was an angry woman. Yeah, yeah. Shortly oh, yeah. before meeting Lewinsky, Tripp had approached conservative literary agent Lucianne Goldberg 
about writing a tell-all book on the Clinton White House. But the project had gone nowhere. Yeah, because that sounds boring as fuck. <laughs> project. Is that that girl with the glasses? <laughs> See, some people style it up over the years. She dropped the shoulder pads. Yeah. Now she's got those nerd glasses. Yeah. Probably fucking. It's also like women who are trying to make it. Look at her. Look at her. She's a gamer now. <clears throat> probably. She probably dyes her hair silver. Like a hipster. She's got a beanie. She probably wears a beanie. <laughs> or one of those black men in prison hats. Definitely fucking. Yeah. Like the 79 pirates. Yeah. Definitely I went said, to wears a pussy hat. Yeah. Is she willing to step forward? Is she willing to go on the Today Show and say? And she said, "Well, no. I'm sure she wouldn't. She, this is big secret." It looks like she's wearing like eight shirts and a curtain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, this is the intrigue, Keith. It's the intrigue. To Monica, happy birthday. Dude, 1997 was such a good year. <laughs> Kiss was back together in makeup. Yeah, they were. They were. Touring. Psycho uh, uh, Circus had come out. <laughs> With the song, Raise Your Glasses. Yep. That's what Raise it your glasses, <laughs> everyone around the nation. Raise your glasses. Oh. Uh. I remember my best friend from college who I'm still close with is uh, he was a huge Kiss fan when he was a kid and he, he tried to talk me in and go see him. It was, was? It, was, it was 125 bucks a ticket in 1996. I'm sorry. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm like, I'm not that That's big of a fan of him. I, I'm That's just not that big of a fan. I, I just I'm not. I don't like him. I was actually scared of Kiss when I was younger. I was kind of a nerd. I, I wouldn't go because they don't kid. have they have people play Ace Freely and Peter Chris. <laughs> they have rights to the characters. Well, yeah, so it's, it's just different people playing those guys. And those guys are they're, they're the fucking they're fundamental. You know, my, my, oh, my buddy is freely guy. I'm out without ace. Yeah. My, <laughs> but my, again, my best friend from college, the town he lived in and grew up in in New York, Pleasantville, New York. It's about I don't know, 25 miles north of New York City. It's in Westchester County. It's in the country by their standards. And, uh, and Ace Freely lived there and he, he, was, he was wasted one night and he drove his fucking car into this plate glass window of this business because the businesses are like, it's like a New England town. They're very close to the roads and stuff. And he just piled into it. It was a big scandal like in the late 70s. And my buddy who was like nine or 10 years old was like, mom, I want to see the crash site. Ace Freely. And his mom was just like, no, like, no, you're not. We're not going to go see this. I think I mean, a couple people died with him. I mean, it was bad. He was loaded and stuff. And he went, he barreled into this business. Plate glass window, shatter glass, the whole thing. Ruined his car. It was an accident, you know. I want to get Ace to sign my guitar. And, and, he, wanted, and, and, and he was, he said, he said he was really upset about that. That she, she wouldn't allow that. <laughs> my mom wouldn't take me to go meet Bret Hart at the borders in Orland Park. And I was fucking furious, dude. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's something a kid should go. Yeah, exactly. She didn't want to drive 40 minutes. Uh I'll give my mom credit. Now, I will no. say it was, tell me as a parent, it's three o'clock. Brett's going to be there until eight. It's going to take 40 minutes to get there. We have to leave right now. Would you do it if your kid, if you just got home from work and your kid was like, can we go to the Orland Park Mall to meet Brett Hart? You'd be tired, but you know something you'd say, fuck it. Let's gut it out for the kid because we got plenty of time. We can no, come no. back. My mom was not having it. You know, but but then but then you're going to go at six o'clock. But like my mom wouldn't tell, you no. she would be like. Get the fuck like she would like almost be like, are you fucking joking? <laughs> no, I'm not like, going to do why that. Why would you even think that you could ask me that? 
God. Just throwing water on your dreams. <laughs> you know, I give my mom credit. You need to give my mom at least a month's notice on that kind yeah. of shit. <laughs> like a spontaneous thing like that wouldn't be thick. No. Wouldn't be possible. Yeah. Yeah. I give my mom credit. <coughs> when my parents split up, 1978 was the first year. My parents split up in 1977. 1978, the Bullets won the NBA championship. I'm nine years old, living in the D.C. area. My brother's 14. And they won. And my mom, they won the championship. They won it in Seattle. They flew across the country and landed in the morning at Dulles Airport, which was about maybe 20 miles from where we live. Not a close drive, but, a, you know, a drive. 40 minutes. Yeah, it was a drive. 40 least, with traffic. And with the traffic going to see the team as they arrived. Well, my mom took us to go see the the, the, the bullets. And I went into Dulles Airport and shook Elvin Hayes' hand, my right hand, shook Elvin. And when he came out, Elvin Hayes was a great basketball player. I mean, Did he, he retired. phone booth out of his afro? It, it was, he was, he came out and literally when he came out, the entire crowd, E was his, was his nickname, E for Elvin, El, Elvin. It was just this deafening E. It was just thousands of people saying E and it was like this real powerful moment. He came and out. And he just came out. He was like, I swear to God, there were like, he was being mobbed. There were like 15 or 20 people grabbing a hold of him. He was just like, he was completely flowing with it. He, he's a six foot nine black dude, 240, six, nine. He's a big guy, you know? He came out and he was like, he was a great basketball what's player. What's up, blood? That he was, was that era. I right? mean, he was, oh, he was like late 70s hip black. You know nice. what I mean? <laughs> Huge afro. Yeah. Well, he, he, you know, uh, Wes Unseld had the afro. Wes Unseld had the afro. And he had bands. But there was, you know, something not really, they were a little bit more, this is the truth, they had a certain, uh, they were a little bit more conservative. They weren't your flashy Philadelphia 76ers, which is a good euphemism for Do you black. hate the Sixers? Uh, when I was a kid, I couldn't fucking stand them. Because Dr. J was amazing. 80, they won it, right? Uh, no, no, they won in 83. They lost in 76, they lost in 80, and they lost in 82. Dr. J couldn't win the big one, and then they but got, they signed Moses Malone. Yeah, and and they got Moses Malone. Moses they were one was the, like 30, right? Oh, and Moses was coming off of back-to-back -back MVP seasons. They went, 81 Rockets went to the finals and lost to the Celtics. That was the first one Bird won. It's because of Moses Malone. Moses Malone was great. He was a great basketball player. Excellent presence down low. And so he... Uh, but anyway, with him, my point with him was that he was, uh, um, uh, he, he came to the Sixers and they were a great team. And they, they were true, like an 83, they were almost as good as that 70 uh, win Bulls or 72 uh, Bulls team. They were an amazing team. They had the perfect era of basketball at that time. So they won one championship. But like in 76, 77, that team scared people. The Philadelphia 76ers scared people in 1977 because it was Big time Afros, and they were an all black team. It scared people. It was, the like, the, ABA, it was like the Miami the Hurricanes. A, the, the ABA folded, and they took on. And Doctor came from the ABA, you know, because he was with the Nets, and Doctor was the ABA, you know. And it, the league at that time, wow, severe drug problems. <laughs> I mean, David Thompson, who was an amazing basketball player, had a severe cocaine problem. Had he not had a co, he, had he you know, was clean and sober. He was a truly explosive great basketball player but he just he partied that's what he did you know so that era of yeah, basketball man. you know partied yeah. man but they partied you know it you was you think uh, Linda Tripp was like he was gonna leave Hillary for me but my mom no I think she I look had like seen her probably, I think she had seen too many men get away with this in DC I, I mean I look like, like her you're not gonna get away with this I mean I kind of look like her if she was a tree stump Ooh. it's you know 
Histrionics with her refusal to talk. They felt like one of these scenes in a movie where a bunch of grown men are trying to change the diapers of a baby and don't know how to do it. What a rapey looking mustache that guy has. <laughs> loud. What they weren't counting on, what they hadn't figured out is, so what do we do when Monica is not going to tell us whether she had an affair with Bill Clinton? That is the classic used to have a mullet haircut that that guy has. Yeah. Yeah. He used to have a fire ass feathered tail mullet. Yep. Let's see what else is on. Yeah, man. You can not, you can keep this on, but go in the underneath. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Fuck it. We're going to go back. Come on. There you go. Oh, yeah. The Blackhawks won, man. Oh, we can bring that up. Uh, we celebrated yeah. baseball last week. Yeah. <laughs> and then actually, <laughs> God, this could get us pulled. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe it streaming could. sports. Yeah. That's where you can't do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. We're going to we're going to get out of this one, people. But, dude, oh, no, you can take your time. I mean, it, you got it. You got a limit. Uh, fucking. But we fucking celebrated baseball last week. And we that, did. It could be almost gone. Within a week, a third yeah. of the league has COVID. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Well, Miami, man, Miami's a hot spot, you know, and so all those players fucking had it. It's, it's so weird seeing 12 seed yeah. at the top. Yeah. Lawn, look at, go to Murdoch Mysteries. What is that? What is Murdoch Mysteries? Go up to. Look at that. Click on that. This is probably some weird British shit. <laughs> oh, well, sir. I say, I'm it's so list. subdued. Yes. Doing our fine British acting. This is how actors orate. They all had Shakespearean training. It's all the same character. Well, I mean, because they all had, they're all like from local Shakespeare and shit. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Now you'll be, you're, 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 you're you're the Cockney working class. You know, because England is so classist. Like, there's always like different. They they work with class a lot in England. They always talk about class. That's why Marx. You know, Marx wrote Discapital while studying at the. London School of Economics in the 1840s, you know, and it's because he just because and class was just everything in in England. Don't you know there's a man about? May we see it? May we see it? Yeah. It's in my locker at the club. You're more than welcome to examine it. But oh. listen, young upstart, don't fact, you want to get a piece of evidence of even in me. the room when the scoundrel? I earned my old timey <laughs> sheriff badge. <laughs> I'm a working actor. I've been trying for years, mastering my craft because I love performing. It has not been a very satisfying experience, but I am a trained actor nonetheless. What have you got there? Musical oh. theater. I had the maid after my promotion. There's Americans too. Right. Subtle. Anyhow, Subtle. Hey. You collect her last I'm an Irish gap. She'd left for the evening. <laughs> Mary Lawrence, this is the one with the sick mother. She's always sick. Every time I call on her, her mother's on her deathbed. <laughs> She's always sick. Fucking malaria. He's, sick. He, he, he's having... <laughs> right, he's, having, he's talking about his problems with women, right? Is what he's talking about? You know, she's blowing me off. I don't get it. What's not to like? Sergeant Fathom. Samuel Langhorn Clemens. Mark Twain. <laughs> Mr. Twain. Oh, that's Mark Twain. William Shatner. William Shatner. Wow. Is Mark Twain. Wow. I used to be first. That is just William Shatner with a mustache. (laughs) He's stretching out, man. I give him credit. See some of the detectives' inventions all wager. Again. Somebody shot at me yesterday. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing they missed us, I should say. 
Mr. Twain, thank you for coming in. Twain, I guess Mark Twain in the late 19th century was like the first stand-up comedian. Yeah, like well, he, would, he would sell out theaters, and he was yeah, really yeah. funny. He was That's like witty and funny. He was, he was like, an people orator. Would, yeah, and yeah. people just thought he was fucking hilarious. Like he knew he could just spin a, he could tell a tale That's very Samuel well. Clements. See, you this know? is fucking already. They wouldn't if you actually knew him, you wouldn't call him Mr. Twain because his name was fucking <laughs> Samuel Clements. Like <laughs> exactly, he yeah. only wrote books as Mark Twain. Yeah, exactly. Like that wasn't. Yeah. No people. Hey, Mark, what's going on? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Mr. Twain. My name is Clement here. Samuel. No. Well, he, because uh, he died in 1901. He was born in 1837, I think. I think, because it was Haley's Comedy. He came in with Haley's Comedy, died with Haley's Comedy. That would be like if fucking uh, Carrot Top came in and you'd be like, oh, Mr. Top. Yeah. <laughs> Please come in. God. Man, Carrot Top, I tell you, when I first started doing stand up, Keith. You you burn someone when you said they were, they were a carrot top man. I used to rip on carrot top man, like the prop comedian with an attitude. That's what I had, I had a character. It was an early character of mine. You know, it was pretty ham handed. <laughs> what I like about because I guess carrot top's a totally nice guy. Which yeah. and of course he'd be a nice. He's guy. He's a guy named Scott. Anybody, you know, yeah, I, there's I guess really he's a, not a lot of bad Scots. <laughs> it's an a okay name. Uh, yeah, Scott Scott for guys for guys, and Becky for women. Becky for girls. It's rare to meet a Becky that you don't actually like. I yeah. think. I mean, Becky's I think, gotten dragged into the mud a little bit lately. But, but, but for really, well, how because Karen, you know what a Karen is. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I had this fucking. I gotta say this quick story. Say it. I had it doesn't this, have to be quick. I, I had this. I had this grand opening two and a, a week and a half ago for this building in Orange County. You know, a lot. I had to do a lot of work on it. A lot of shit was going on with it. You know, and um, and it was just uh. There was a woman from Orange County down there. We, we, I did a bunch of tours of the building, and she just had all these nitpicky questions that I couldn't answer. And whenever there's, can you get a knife over here for the mustard and the and the and the, and the you know and the mayo? We need that. Oh, can you? What what type of flower is that, Adam? Well, we gotta make sure we we water the flowers over here. It'll be a good shot for the camera when they come. And we gotta. And she was just being like, and her name was Karen. Oh, her name was Karen, and it was like it, the irony. I was it just blew me out of the. It blew me away. I couldn't deal with her very See, well. See now, from what I can gather, a Karen or a Becky is like a younger Karen. Like a young Karen is oh, a Becky. Oh, I thought a Becky was like kind of like a, a good sport, had a sense of humor, would like play beer well, pong with I, you, yeah, take a shot with you. Yeah, like a you Becky. You didn't quite Hannon. know. You didn't know where she stood on the sexual orientation continuum. Ashley's are pretty solid. You know? Yeah, Ashley's tend to be pretty good too. Yeah, I agree. Bethany's always a bitch. <laughs> what is? Uh, yeah, when you think of a of a true <laughs> like high school junior high school bitch name, what do you think of? Like what what, what sort of a. Yeah. I only know the people that were fucking bitch at Bethany, <laughs> like, uh, fucking, I don't know, Claire, <laughs> Claire. I'm from, trying to think of the women who were true bitches at that age. I, I, I wouldn't There was know. a girl who everyone hated, but I liked, and her name was Chandra. She was awful to people. <laughs> like, tell, she yeah. would just tell teacher, they would be like, Chandra, pay attention. She'd be like, shut up. Yeah. And I just, I would laugh at her because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and I remember she just liked that I thought she was funny. Like yeah. she would always say like, Keith, you get on my level. <laughs> and I would be like, well, I mean, I just think you're funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was always so nice to me. And yeah. I would be like, why are you so nice to me? You're awful to everybody. She called our <laughs> English teacher the gay slur. Wow. And he just kept teaching, dude. He took it like a bitch. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I was, and she, you know, that, and she that, that's said, grounds for expulsion. And now. she said, you get on my level. And I was like, all right. Yeah. I guess I get on her level. Good and I you. think she put in a good word with me because most black <laughs> people were pretty, pretty good with me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think Keith's she, okay. I think she put the feelers out that yeah, like, yeah, like Keith, yeah, Keith is okay. It. Yeah, Keith yeah, yeah, it. exactly. That's good. I tell you what, you should be lucky. Honestly, you should feel good that you, you can't, you were unscathed. Like you could have been a real racist asshole given your upbringing. Yeah. You know, you could have been a real racist and well, like you weren't. And that's a good, why do you think that's the case, man? I don't know. It just never made sense to me. Like it, it just never, even when, like my parents were always racist and they would always even like when my black friends would come over, they would always like. Like, I remember one time my PlayStation got stolen. Yeah. And it had, in hindsight, we realized it was this long play that one of my dad's crackhead friends played. Wow. So Jesus. one of my dad's friends was at our More house. Sinister. More for like, sinister. My dad's, after my grandma died, it was me, my dad, and my grandpa. And my grandpa was fucking on oxygen yeah. upstairs. So he yeah. couldn't do shit. So yeah. it was free reign. My dad's crackhead friends wouldn't yeah. be over. Yeah. Uh, and it was fun. They were fun people. Yeah. But th- I would play video games. I had like eight yeah. games. I had NBA Street. I yep. had fucking Grand Theft Auto, uh, Vice City. Yeah. I had like nine PS2 games. Yeah. And I was only playing NBA Street for like a month straight. I was playing this one game. Yeah. And then one day I wanted to play Grand Theft Auto. So I go to pop open the case and there's no disc. And I didn't freak out right away because I usually. Yeah. I you leave it I in, have yeah. it upside down somewhere yeah, yeah, exactly. or it's another case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I can't fucking find it. And yeah. then I go, well, maybe I put it in another case. And then I open another case. There's no game. Uh, and then I open another case. There's all. no game. They boosted. And then I'm fucking. Uh, this is like a trauma. And then. Oh, no, I'm re- <laughs> I'm realizing it. a uh, First, I realized the PlayStation wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started looking at the games and then after this all happened, like, like you're putting the pieces well, together. This took, well, I immediately was like, Dad, my shit's gone. Yeah. Like, because I had moved the PlayStation. I would take it upstairs. I'd take it downstairs in yeah. the garage. So yep. my, at first they're like, well, maybe you took it somewhere else. And, and left it there. And yeah. I was like, no, I didn't. It was right here. Yeah. And then in the meantime, we're running around upstairs. Uh, my dad's like, well, your friend Derek was here. Maybe he took it. And it was my, it was just my friend, Derek, who was black. Who's black. And I was just, he was just like, call him and see if he took it. I was like, no. Yeah. Good for you. I was like, he didn't take it. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. He was here for like 35 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't go near the PlayStation. And what was, so his friend took it and sold it for crack. And you know, what was even more fucked up. So he took one game every day. So he'd take one because he noticed I was only playing one game. Oh. So he took the one disc out, left the case. Next day, took another disc. Next day, took another disc. Final day, took the system. And I guess, because he was helping me look for it. And I guess while we were looking for it, he had stashed the PlayStation in a bunch of tree branches next to our house. And while we were looking for it, he grabbed it and went with it. And then my dad all figured this out that he took it. He went and threatened to beat him up and shit. We never got anything back. Yeah. But that was the second time when I was younger, one, uh, a couple of my PlayStation one games got stolen. Yeah. And my dad again confronted the person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
He yeah. stayed friends with all these guys afterwards, too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a mixed message on that one. You know, yeah, where's the consistency here, Dad? You, you know, know what, though? Like, and that's, again, where I I don't know if it makes me codependent. A lot of these dudes took the shit because, like, I don't think they wanted to hurt a little kid. Like, they wanted yeah. to buy crack. Yeah, yeah. And my dad, this was also kind of like the PlayStation was in my dad's area, too. Yeah. So I think a lot of it, and this isn't excusing it but yeah. i think a lot of them thought like well i'm just stealing from my friend yeah like yeah. they probably didn't even know that like oh no that's his son's playstation yeah. well when you are an addict i think it's pretty hard to think about other people yeah i think you are literally just it is about just that like one, one of my dad's friends Ooh, stole what, what a my hellish bike. existence to be like in. one of my dad's friends stole my bike he didn't steal my bike yeah we this is on my dad because yeah. i got a nice fucking dino fucking yeah. bmx bike and I guess while my dad was hammered one night, he told one of his friends that like, hey, if you ever want, you can borrow my kid's bike if you need to use it. Uh, so what my dad's friend said is that in the middle of the night, he yeah. went and took my bike to ride it to my grandma's house because my grandma was where all my Latin King uncles sold uh, drugs. Yeah. yeah. So they would always go to my uncle Mike's house because he would be selling that, that fucking Coke. How old was he? The dude who stole my bike? Yeah. Oh, as old as my dad. He was like in like late 30s, early 40s. Stealing a kid's bike when you're in your late 30s and shit? Well, and I do believe him. He didn't steal it. Yeah, he he bought it. Kind of. Yeah. But and honestly, if because this is the dude he taught the dude who took it taught me how to like play the guitar. I was really close to him. Yeah. So honestly, if you would have went to like eight year old Keith and said, hey, can Ronnie use your bike anytime he wants? Yeah. I probably would have said yes. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, him telling me that didn't upset me because he did say like, yeah, I told him he could use it anytime. So this dude took my bike, took it to my grandma's and at yeah. my grandma's, it got stolen by some yeah, random so exactly. fucking gangbanger. Yep, exactly. And it just the reason we were upset is it took us so long to get it out of this guy. Like yeah. we knew what the fuck happened. Yeah. Like immediately my dad knew it was him because he was like, oh, there's only one person I told yeah. that could take this bike. Yep. Yeah, and it's, it's him. We, so, but years later, my dad put his bike on my grandma's roof and didn't tell, like he was looking for it for hours. I was laughing my balls off. He remembered that. Like your old man remembered yeah. that. Like God, holding on he to a grudge, me, man. Was, Just hold on to it. He, it wasn't even a grudge. It was a funny little prank because again, my dad stayed friends with that guy and I did. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just like, whatever, my fucking bike got stolen. It sucks yeah. balls. I cried and shit, but yeah. like. No hard feelings. Yep. Uh, and then years later, my dad called me out. He was living in a little side room that he built at my grandma's place. My yep. grandma Fox. Yeah. Where my bike was stolen. And he goes, come out here. Ronnie's gone. Let's. And I go, what? He goes, help me. I'm going to put his bike on the roof. <laughs> and he fucking put it on the peak to where he kickstanded it. And the kickstand and the tires were resting on oh, the peak so of the just, roof. It was completely just perfect. Perfect. Yeah. To where if you were looking up at the roof from the, like, unless you went in the street, you wouldn't be able to see, see the bike it. on yeah. the roof. Yeah. <laughs> he was looking for his bike for hours. <laughs> and then finally he looked and saw it on the roof and we fucking collapsed <laughs> laughing. And then he said, he goes, that's revenge. For yeah, yeah, yeah. For stealing, he remembered from years. Like, yeah. So there was, there was a. He wasn't so gone. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Think of the people who truly get lost. Well, in that and world. even the two times, the two times my video game shit got stolen, he went and threatened to beat those guys up. Yeah. And I was trying because I don't like confrontation. Yeah. Like he walked to this dude's trailer and like, yeah. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's also that idea of like, you know, I mean, it's growing up in that fucking city, dude. It's like if you get fucked with, you can't be a punk, right? You have to be able to stand up, right? I mean, it's like yeah. I, I never learned that well enough. I never learned that in my suburban bubble. I didn't quite. Although, you know something? I did a little bit, but not really. I mean, I lived in the yeah. suburbs, too. It yeah. was just close enough to the city. I remember. I mean, it was I think I had because all my grand like my grandparents came from the city. So like my dad had that like child of a city kid vibe. Exactly. Exactly. Like they threw osmosis, felt like they were street toughs. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and then there's a certain way of being. I mean, you sort of deal with, if you watch The Irishman, the latest uh, iteration of uh, the Scorsese mob. It. Also, that, that's he, that scene when, when he goes and he just beats that guy up in the, in, in the, in the, who's like the baker or whatever in the neighborhood. It's like in Philly, it's like that makes total sense. I'm sure in Chicago. Also, shit I got like that. That guy messed with you. He messed with right. you and just went out. You're trying to buy a loaf Dude, of bread. I'm do sure you want to blast hear someone some in the racist face. shit? You want to talk about why I know not to be racist? Yeah. My dad, the name, my dad's neighbor was this family that my grandparents were super tight with. Yeah. Like back then, that's the difference of today. Like back then, you became bonded. Yeah. Like your neighbors were your fucking blood. Dude. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And the neighbors that lived to the to the right of my grandparents, their son was virulently racist. Yeah. Yeah. Like these scum of the earth fucking yeah. like dude. Yeah. And I remember yeah. he would like if he saw me riding my bike down the street, he would yeah. be like, "Hey, put your bike in the trunk. I'll take you home." That type of shit. Yeah. Jesus and I remember man. I was some kids were fucking with me one day. Yeah. And they were just some black kids. Yeah. And this was before Chandra put the word in for me. I yeah, still had to yeah. fucking defend myself yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but I still was good with the with I was yeah. I'm great with the blacks. Yeah. It was just they too, love me. The it was like just too it was just two eighth graders bullying a sixth grader. Yeah, exactly. It just so happened that they were black. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember they like it was the first time in my life where I because I'll you I'm mouth off to me. I'll mouth back, dude. Yeah. Like I'm yep. not going to fucking take yep. it like a bitch. So I was Good mouthing off to these fucking guys. Yeah. And like trying to poke at them back and they ran at me and they were like they were the first two dudes I ever met that were kids and were like ripped. Yeah. 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 They, they, they were like again, they were like men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They hit puberty. Early One of them might have even failed a grade and was yeah, legitimately yeah, like two and a half years older. Oh, than yeah. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and two and a half years at that age is a big age gap. So when big I age, sped away on gap. my bike, I was like, oh, shit, they yeah. can catch me. Yeah. Like this isn't a bet. This isn't a sure bet. Yeah. That I'm, like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. get away. <laughs> <laughs> Were you huffing it though? Were you like, oh, I was on my bike. Yeah. So you stood, I was you fucking, standing up. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. Get the pistons going. Almost to where you don't, you're going so fast. You don't have to pedal anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. I almost like, yeah, can't yeah. feel, you know, when your bike's yeah. tight, you yeah, can feel the give. A little bit I'm just kind of like, oh, and I get away. I look behind me. They're gone. They probably stopped chasing me immediately. I was just terrified and fucking yeah. went nine blocks. Yeah. Yeah. So I slow down. I'm way out of breath. This dude sees me and I'm like, oh, Ty, he's like, put your bike in the car. I'll get you. And he's like, what's the matter? I was like, oh, I, and this is kind of my fault. And this yeah. is just the sign of the times. I was like, 
oh man, some black kids were fucking with me and I was just like yeah. getting away. Yeah. And he was just like, what? Some fucking N words yeah. are yeah. fucking with you. Yeah. And yeah. then I was just like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't fucking yeah. be like, yeah. don't say that back then. Like, yeah. You yeah. Don't fucking, yeah. Yeah. I'm exactly. Fucking eight years old. You don't correct an adult. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm just like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and he was just like, if that ever happens again, you come to my house and we'll go to their fight. And he was just like, basically, like, if that ever Put happens again, out. yeah, we'll go to their house and we'll fucking take care of it. And I was yeah. just like, yeah, whoa, dude, yeah. like, yeah. this is just kids being kids, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he was even like, do you want to go there? And I'm just like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You got me. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. kind of want to get out of the car right now. If my bike wasn't in the trunk, yeah. I would roll out of the car like a fucking... I remember the race thing when I was in the sixth grade was the first time I started to see it going to Stonewall Jackson Middle School, as I said before. It was the first time there was like racial tension because it was about 20 to 25% black and then probably 70% white and then 5% whatever. I mean, there weren't many, you know, Mexican folks. There weren't many Middle, uh, you know, Middle Eastern folks. There weren't many Asian folks. It was basically black and white, you know? Yeah. And 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 fights breaking out. Like fights I wanted, to break out. Like full he, on brawl. Like he Good made it seem fights. like these black yeah. kids picking on an innocent white kid. And part of me wanted to be like, well, I did call one of them kid and gay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mouth off. I gave too. it back. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, you. Had I remember lip. being so proud of that insult. Yeah, of course. He man. had the pencil top thing. Yeah. And I was just like, shut up, kid and gay. <laughs> that's hilarious. You told me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because that's uh, what made him charge me. Yeah, I remember yeah. being like, that was like, what? You don't call a dude gay. In 1998, Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Those are fighting words. Yeah, absolutely, man. Especially, let's be honest, young black kid, they don't know you're joking yet. Yeah, Like, yeah, that was yeah. before people, like. Yeah. Irony and not yeah, you hadn't dude. developed it enough yet. Because you know wasn't what my favorite thing enough. is, this was like a high school thing. That pre-fight when you get up in someone's face and do the yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, 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 and you like touch chins. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Absolutely. People would try and do that with me, yeah. and I would be like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> I would start laughing immediately. I know exactly. Like, because it's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> what are you doing? Just punch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the post because if you actually would have want to punch him, you would have punched him. I remember seeing like because I saw you a lot of posturing, but every once in a while, fists were thrown. Fists were definitely thrown. I remember a few times like there was a guy in my junior high school when I first moved to Wisconsin who was one of the most snarky, sarcastic human beings I've ever met in my entire life. And I mean to this day, and this is an eighth, ninth grader. You know what I mean? This is not like you know, I've been around the block a little bit. You know, I've been around business and I mean, to this day. Like a real, like just underhand, like needling type of guy, you know. He was the type of guy when he got into high school in the tenth grade. He hung out with the seniors, you know. Like he was like a, you know, he thought he was cool and stuff, and really sarcastic and snarky. I remember I, I couldn't stand the guy. He came after me. That I didn't realize he just did that with everyone. That's just the way he interacted with people. He just fucked with people. I, that was his way of dealing with people. I was a snap, you know, person. Like I took it for a little bit. Yeah. Like I remember in that instance when that dude picked me up. Yeah. These kids, they were. I was a fat, like it was always yeah. fat shit. Yeah. Fat exactly. white boy type of shit. Yeah. And the two kids were my friends. <laughs> like I knew them. It was like they yeah, were in were, my, yeah. they were in my gym class. They were also in a pop group called Strong, <laughs> which was so low. They used to play Strong songs at the local bowling alley. I was going to say bowling alley or roller skating rink. Yeah. So Strong. So they, it just got, you know how like 
you you're riding your bike and you see kids you know and they like hey what's up and then they start you start fucking around a little bit and then it gets a little too serious yeah yeah like it was like that <laughs> yeah man yeah no, I, I just I think about that I think about young fights and young I remember this one this guy this is an old story Keith I was in the fifth grade again Going into Stonewall Jackson Middle School, which I, when, I, when I look back on it, I lived in complete white trash. Like, I mean, I, I think of like there were white kids who would wear like a, a T-shirt coming to school. They had the Iwo Jima, uh, you know, putting the Amer- only instead of the American flag, it was the Confederate flag. It would say the South will rise again, like 1980 Jesus. Virginia, really into Molly Hatchet, really into the Marshall Tucker band. Yeah. Oh, and Leonard Skinner was like the, the Led Zeppelin of, of white trash. And that was just the you know? sports logo. I, I, and, and it was. <laughs> and it was just under football helmet. Uh, and I remember just being, there was a, a, a uh, this guy, Kevin, it was Kevin. I, I met him once before and he was a burnout kid. He's one of those you know, scary white kids. One of those scary white kids, hair parted down the middle. He was a grade older than me. And I don't know how this happened, but I said, I said your mama to him. I said your mama, Ooh. which was like, I mean, as he was going away and he wasn't a black kid, he was a white kid actually. Did and, you say yo or yeah, your? I, I don't know. I mean, yo or yo. You I probably don't know. yored. Yeah. Yo, no. mama. But when I was in the fifth grade and, and I would ride my bike away and I thought I got away from the guy. I thought I got away from him. The fucker tracked me down. He tracked me down. I went to my backyard. And we had this low fence, which I always hated. We didn't have a higher fence. We had a half fence, which is probably, we probably got it for a little bit cheaper. And I was looking up one side. My brother was watching TV, you know. And this is what a dick my brother is. I was watching TV and I looked up one side and I remember friends of mine were walking up to me like, look, 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 look. They looked and I looked back and this guy's fist was cocked and he came and threw a punch at me when I was in the fifth grade, but I, but I ducked it. And my, I was like, whoa. And I remember like yeah. my buddy Robbie was yelling and my brother got up and walked out and was like, hey, what's going on? And, and he was older than this kid. So the kid was intimidated by my brother because he was four years older than him. You know what I mean? I so, missed that adrenaline. You know, and then like, but I remember I just, I went inside. And that I was cried. like a Sunday morning. No, no, but I didn't go outside that day because he was waiting outside in front of my place until like six at night. Jesus. He waited for like seven hours. I've never had that scenario. I never you know, had a meet me at the flagpole type of scenario. You know, but they, yeah, that wasn't discussed. I just happened god remember when that would happen when when there would be or, or there'd be like oh two people are gonna fight and it would get like a momentum oh, yeah it would get a moment and like junior early junior high school to me the height of that was like seventh grade maybe eighth grade yeah. you know I, I don't recall that in high school as much people i think matured a little bit but boy there'd be like the, the two big kids well from the racial point of view it was billy kuykendall and that's it was, a fucking that's a slippery <laughs> slope of a last name. And, and, and he fought Roland Jackson. <laughs> is that is is that not the most like stereotypical? Like here is white trash fighting fucking a black and Roland Jackson. I remember Roland Jackson was one of these dudes. He was the big dude. You know what yeah. I mean? He was the threatening guy. Oh, like he was the fucking he alpha. Been, you know? He would have been in strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Billy Kuykendall failed a couple grades, so he hit puberty. He was kind of a sturdy white kid. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like I remember Denny Hayslip. Country strong. Denny Hayslip and this guy, was it Willie? Like how Willie's, Willie was his first name, a skinny little, skinny black kid. And Denny Hayslip was the fat, was, was a fat guy, but he was solid. He had a solid build. And them getting into a fight and watching that fight, and it was 
ebbs and flows and like just kind of it kind of broke it happened like in the parking lot and doing you know at the end of school and Willie he was like I mean he was holding his punches like trying to figure out what he was going to hit him with it you know Jeez, like he was fucking holding himself back he like was holding back fucking... and, and, and then, he, then, he, then he let one go and pop him in the face and well, there were punches were landing that sounds like someone with multiple person multiple personality disorder you know, right there I mean yeah it, it, it was I miss uh, that, that adrenaline though of that yeah. like childlike adrenaline of a yeah. fight yeah. that and like when your crush is around and you're trying to like play basketball or yeah, like yeah, so yeah. equal yeah. like I remember when I <laughs> ran away from those dudes from the members of Strong yeah because I was snarky but it took me a while yeah like I'm not gonna come in there yeah fucking words ablaze and fucking yeah. but like the whole time that they were fucking with me probably for about half a block yeah it took me to the end of the block to come up with kid and gay <laughs> like as they were hey, as they were as they were berating me I'm just like what jeans gotta, what, what yeah. jeans are you wearing what shirt are you wearing I'm yeah. just like looking Go to at the your clothes. shoes yeah, what do yeah. you got oh your hair sucks and then like I almost didn't and then but that a I had adrenaline for finally saying something yeah. it was a great fucking line so I had adrenaline with that yeah then they start chasing me and yeah. I'm just like now I'm gonna throw up. Now yeah. I might puke. Yeah. Then I'm fucking speeding my bike away. Now yeah. I'm like I'm definitely about to throw up. Yeah. And then this racist picks me up. Yeah. And fucking was like, we'll go hate crime these fucking kids. And I'm you just like, you're at a vulnerable point. You could have gone either way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could have gone either way, right? And I'm just like, but you took the right path. I don't Keith. know what to puke about. Yeah. But I, <laughs> <laughs> you had you know, three dimensions going on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I get it. There's complex. That's a moment. Yeah, and trying to process that all. But yeah. him being like, let's go murder these black people immediately sounded ridiculous. Yeah. Or yeah. just hurt. Let's go hurt. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Whatever. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, no. Like yeah. immediately was just like, well, that's not the way to go about it. Yep. And I just think that having those immediate reactions to it of just like, well, there's no way I'm going to. And then yeah. when people would be like they and them, like one time my dad's friend picked me up. And took me to through the Burger King drive through and it was yeah. when they they were selling tacos. Yeah. And this fucking dude loved the Burger King tacos. Yeah. And he fucking they were like too greasy and he was like, These fucking groids run in the fucking oven. Ugh. And he was basically being like all black people ruin Burger King tacos. And I mean just being like, Why the all thing? Like that I know, word, I know. That I word know. always struck like why the all? Yeah. If you want to be angry at this fucking fry cook at Burger King. Yeah. And even I'll give you that. And even if you want to include him being black, yeah. I think that's dumb. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. I'll even give you that racist. But don't put the whole know, black oh, race on his back. I know. I know. I know. Leave my friend Derek out of <laughs> yeah. it is what I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't take the PlayStation. I know. I know. It's so bad. So you want to break? Let's break that? it up, man. Yeah. It's All right. Good we're going to take it. a break. We'll be back. Back. I tell you what, man, that's a hard rock kind of. It's a good song. Yeah, you know, there's something to it. You know, I think this is a this is a turning point in the show, Keith. Yeah, you know, it was. Well, it's. I was even thinking about that at work. I was like, this is our song. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this is what's gonna. He even says my name at the, the beginning. I think. 
And keep things on well, not, not the, pedophiles. Yeah. Is that what <laughs> a, a line in there? I know? was actually going to say one because I, I mentioned a couple things. I was like, there's a couple things we bring up on the episodes. <laughs> and I was this, look at these credits. By the, the way. first the first movie is like this, too. Do they still have that? Do albums come on? They, they have mock game shows on albums like they used to. Like, well, why doesn't that exist anymore? I think it's a good idea. Oh, like little skits? They still have well, no, skits. You, you, they always have like game shows. It could be like rap game shows. You yeah, know? they had that on one of the ICP albums. Of course. Every called, rap album. They, had, they, they, have, they like have a song called The Nedden Game, which is what <laughs> fucking Juggalos call pussy for some reason. And it was just like a dating game. So it was like some yeah. dude interviewing Bing. women and the girl would ask questions and every answer was one of the insane clown posse doing a rap. <laughs> and I, that's hilarious, man. First thing. I could never love you. You sound like a rich bitch. Yo, fuck you. I know probably most of that song still. <laughs> well, yeah, but the point is, is like there's always a game show. There was always a game show like, you know, like the, the, in the chronic, it was Bootley M. Farnsworth, you know, getting the $20 gift certificate for the Compton swap meet. You know, it's like they're, you know, they always have a game show and it would be, there'd be like four or five moments during the album was who's going to win the game show? Like, <laughs> Here's one I tell I people like this. That is a tactic. I it's tell hilarious. people this on Fridays. Listen to this. Great. Off your ass and on your feet. Ain't no time, time to, to beat, beat, beat your meat. <laughs> Doing a jack off joke. Hurry up, this is Friday. We gotta hit the highway. I feel like the biggest punk around here. I whip Debo's ass. He should be the one move. He's living off for five years of glory. <laughs> like this takes place five years after the first one. <laughs> and he's like, I beat Debo's ass. Like, yeah, but you're 38 years old. He's still like living off of that. That's hilarious. Also, that's what he's remembered. That's his this legacy. guy with Debo is a rapper. <laughs> I think it might be Ghostface Killer. Or is it something Ghostface? Like that. I think it Ghostface, might be Ghostface is fucking great. I don't give a Ghostface is good. Ghostface. Oh, I'm my phone's guy. up there. I, I like Ghostface. You know? <laughs> oh, we all do. He's great, but Ghostface has the samples. That's pretty, oh, that's why Ghostface God. is great because every Ghostface rap has like fucking a Ugh, classic doo wop song. It's a big load, dude. That's the joke. Yeah. Well, watch. He falls in it. Of course, I don't Man, want to see that. Get your strap together. Oh. I hate stepping in dog shit. I don't believe I told that hard here boy to put that hole in. Cut that grass. Look at that grass. Cut that grass. Stand his grass. <laughs> Again, Dwayne There's Kennedy. no way his grass looks that good Look in L.A. Grass. No. Look this is Compton. Boy, when that boy get out of my house, <laughs> my Dwayne Kennedy. Hey. Oh, he says he's spook for hire. <laughs> Come on out of this house. Oh, Here he goes. Oh, oh damn. Oh. Uh, I don't want to see poo humor. I don't know. Poo is... You don't like poo? I don't you know. Poo, I used to be into it. Not anymore. I find it gross. I mean, it is gross. Uh. Look at, it's way more shit than it that even is. <laughs> he didn't... The dog... The dog shit was an oversized look. Because they're all going to think he's the guy who Did shit his pants. Did you say Rick knocked your ass out with? <laughs> Scaring dogs. Hey, man. What else we got too? I'm just, I, mean, I, I don't. I'm oh. just, what else we got? I'm just curious. I'm not, I'm not totally against this. Obviously, you can watch Big Mama's house like father, like son. Beetlejuice. You got back to back Beetlejuice. He wants to go get some of that puss, dude. Yeah. When sharks attack. 
You want to watch Dateline? Put on Dateline. It's always a good for a laugh. Secrets Uncovered. Definitely ooh, pedophiles. Ooh, ooh. Yep. You can tell right away. You got, you got Hanson of a 2017 A talented young art student is murdered. The killer left no fingerprints and no DNA. No cum. Uh, police zero in on three fellow students and soon the dark portrait of a killer began to emerge. We're leaving Texas now. And she sent it to each one of the girls. He's so Rachel turned on. Morley Safer fucking beats this off guy, to this shit. They no just, word from Shelly. We thought, well, she's probably still asleep. You know, because she didn't have class today. So that wasn't really unusual at the time. Say it slower. It until later in the evening that we thought something might be wrong. Because we hadn't heard from her. That wasn't like Here we her. go, Dateline. This, this is good. It's, it's called... Trust thy neighbor. You know what I always laugh at? They like got done up. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. you don't want to look like shit while you're talking about your murdered daughter? <laughs> yeah, I know. So the next morning, when she still hadn't called, that's when we both got worried. The first thing the next morning, Cynthia called. I mean, she goes out and does cocaine at night, but the she artist usually of Dallas. Yeah, man. Actually, they uh, well, they wouldn't go check on her. They uh, said they can't leave the office alone and go check on a class. I'll have her call us when she gets a break. She has a break. What's your daughter's name, Kristen? Oh, you mean the void? <laughs> oh, we call her the void. Because <laughs> she just swallows up a <laughs> lot. With... Tell you what, man. The <laughs> art school world is... Uh, I, I, don't know, I, I used to have a lot of Art Institute friends off. when I was so living in Chicago. They kept driving. By now, they were almost a thousand miles from Dallas. That's when the school called back. Actually, we found your daughter's severed head. Uh, and she wasn't there. Well, I was ready to turn around right there because I knew something was wrong. Then relief. Someone from the school ran into Shelley's roommate, Ashley Olvera. Well, she says, I just saw her last night at, at the room. She was fine. But relief. We were all doing Adderall. This, he has this tone down. He knows how to push every single paranoid emotional button, this guy. Yeah. You know? When you smelled the tin of your daughter's blood, what were you feeling? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, the way he hits that, you know? Yeah. But, so yeah, man, we're, we're coming up. I, I hate to bring up this stuff, but we're coming up to the, uh, a, a, any political opinions? Anything Dog, you want to talk about that? I'm fucking excited because Trump hasn't brought out his, like, fucking, his fucking bag yet. Yeah, all these goddamn fucking things go to. The I wonder how many how many tricks does he have, you know? But here's what I I was bringing this up to some friends. He's still doing, from what I can gather, his whole thing is. It's still the whole like we need to make America great. It's it's we need yeah. to make it better. This place is awful. You've been the president for the last four years. Yeah. This shouldn't be your game. Yeah. This yeah. shouldn't be your play. Like you yeah. should be talking about like, look at all this success we've had. Yeah. Yeah. He he can't because th this COVID thing is the boa constrictor to his presidency. So, but it's what the I boa constrictor? I to think it. his base is going to realize that. Like he's going to do the same old like, look how awful the Democrats have made it, and they're going to all be like, even the retards are going to be like, dog. Yeah. Yeah. You've been the president for the last four yeah. years. Yeah. Like. What, have you done a bad job? Like, are you admitting yeah. that you've done a bad job? Uh, you've got to say in this somehow. You, 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 you're, you know, you're, you're responsible. You're culpable for some of this also. That's you know why, I mean? even though it's bad, his whole thing should be like, look how great 
yeah. America is. Yeah. The yeah. fucking Im- less immigrants are coming in, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, doubling down on that fucking awful message. Yeah, he, I, I kind of think it's the boa constrictor to his presidency. I think it's the boa constrictor to it. Uh, unfortunately, it takes a horrible experience of hundreds of thousands and of people And I think dying, he's lost you know? his venom because he's going to be throwing barbs at fucking Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, all this. Yeah. But all the Democrats are going to be like, yeah, we know we're still voting for him. Yeah, yeah. Hillary was hated enough to where they were yeah. like, yeah, now that you point that out, we didn't real like that's another reason. But like people <laughs> now are just going to be like, yeah. yeah, we know. Yeah. Like he's a fucking buffoon. We're still voting for him. But, but the, he actually is, is kind of likable, too. He's sort of a, you know, a, a grandfatherly figure. Well, that's know? what even the gaffes he's made along the way have all been fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think there's been one where you're like, like mean spirited. The things you can yeah. get on Biden about are like his policy. Yeah. Like he's had some and that Anita Hill shit's pretty bad. Yeah. And his connections with the other. Yeah, and uh, even if he would have apologized, yeah, he'll, to he's going to br- he's going to bring out the uh, the, the uh, he'll bring out the um, the impeachment. He'll try to bring that out. You know, even though I think the impeachment, even yeah. that even that's been strangled by COVID. COVID is just dominant. It is just the story. And then you know? I, I guess we could bring up he's he's fucking brought up delaying the election, which I think everybody kind of was just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I think even like like a lot of hardcore supporters were actually like, OK, this is that's fucking weird. And know? then he goes, I'm not against absentee ballot ballots, which is great. I'm against mail in ballots. That they're the same fucking thing. An <laughs> yeah, absentee ballot is when you vote from home because you can't get to a ballot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And voting from home is when you vote from home. Yeah, because you can't get to a ballot box. Yeah, because yeah, you can't get to a it's location. It's just the circumstances are yeah. different. Well, absentee it, ballots are if you're if you're on if you're at a, on a work trip. Yeah, yeah. That or you're week overseas or something. Like or something. That. Yeah, you're in the military. Or you're I at think, school. Or, yeah, and you're yeah. like Alicia probably had to absentee at Texas from yeah. Loyola. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's uh, listen, he's trying to change fundamental core. I mean, he's putting it out there. He doesn't know what he's doing. But again, when I look at him, one of the most sinister things about him, one of the most evil things about him is he has served as inspiration to someone who's actually more organized and actually can stay more on point. He, He can't get out of his own way. You know, he has the messaging and there's a certain personality. But there are people out there who look at him and said, I can do a more refined version of this and frankly, be more effective which is uh, disturbing. That that's disturbing to me because he's done so much damage, and frankly, so much more can be done. You know, I mean, this is it, it's bad. It can get a lot worse, I think. And, and I try not to be apocalyptic. I try to be rational as much as I can be, and try not to not get emotional. <coughs> but it's no. I mean, there's just a lot of there's just a lot of problems. I do. I remember the economy shrunk by a third. I remember you know, Chris Condren. We were in the basement before stand up stand up one day, and he was like so. One to ten, what kind of like cataclysmic damage do you think Trump causes the country? And I remember at the time being like, dude, you're giving him way too much credit. Yeah. Like he's a buffoon. He can't. If you think he can damage something, and then here I am four years later, and I'm like, yeah, he's kind of fucked shit up. Oh yeah, well I mean, of course, I, mean, I it, it, it's not just what you what you do, which like, has been bad. It's what you don't do also. Yeah. You know, now what I mean? he hasn't started a new because I remember at the time Condren was like. Nuclear war, Holocaust, yeah, like nuclear what's he war do? Is, no, he's not going to do nuclear. Although here's my concern. And I mentioned this before, you know, his personality, I guess, the, you know, the analysts who figured him out say that he is a uh, it's a sexual sadism. Sexual sadism is sort of his 
that's one of his driving forces of his personality, you know, like he and likes fucking a, high heels in his balls and, and, and just, you know, and, and like rough sex and raping women and stuff probably, you know, so and, and that type of person, when they finally get caught, when they're finally cornered, when they're finally cornered and can't get away, they have one last lash out. They have one last lash out, you know, and like I worry about what that might be. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what would that lash out be? You know, does he just go down and say, OK, we're going to shoot all these people in the cages at the border in Texas or something, you know, in Mexico? You know, does he, does he do something like that? You know, um, I mean, you know, what, I think he or do you even agree with the theory. I and his, I think he might want to do something like that, but you need the military to agree with you. Like, I don't think any I don't think anyone in the military would be like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll go fucking like they would yeah. be like, no, like we're they, I think someone in the military would put a bullet in his head before. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think the military is not on his side. They realize he's a buffoon. No. I, and so that that's a key component. Once Mattis wise. talk shit yeah. on him, that yeah. was over. He lost. Everybody loves Mattis. Yeah. Well, because Mattis is, is plain spoken, you know, and he doesn't bullshit. You know what I mean? He's a plain spoken guy. So it's like. And he knows he's a buffoon. He's a clown. He's a, I mean, he's, he is, this, this con is pretty epic. I mean, it, it's like a, it's, it's a Shakespearean level. Like, holy shit, this happened. This actually happened, you know? And it's just, it's indicative of other things in the world, you know? And how it's just, uh, I, climate change is a real thing. Climate change is happening and there's a lot more people. And I think that there's a strain on resources that, uh, that is just slowly but surely happening. You know, it's finally happening. And my, I mean, we're able to take things out of the earth at such an epic fast rate. And the planet's yeah. big. The planet is, this is a big, I mean, it's big. It's got a lot to give. It's abundant, you know. But that is just, insane to you realize how big the earth is, is like we've raped this fucking planet. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and it's still there's still so much left to pillage, you know? And so it's, it just can be, I think it can be managed better. We're still at the phase of burning things. We have the most powerful energy source that's ever going to be around that we're going to know. It's called the sun. It's just like, that is the, you know, that's the ultimate power source. That's how, that's why we evolved the way we did and developed eyes and stuff. It's just like, you know, it is the source and it's just, but you know, they, they, they couldn't really capture that. There were other interests against it. It, it just, uh, temptation is calling. So I, I really you do get think all these that, oxygen commercials. You have this serious ass story about a young white girl being murdered. And then you have like an advertisement for the stars for, app. <laughs> yeah. TV. It, it is truly thrown it against the wall now. Well, yeah, there's no game of Thrones is the last real appointment television where like they don't just dump all the episodes up. Yeah. In one. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> it has to be damn good. This has got to be really good. You know? You know, I never really saw this sequel to Jurassic Park, the one with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I, I never really watched. I, never I watched tried it. to read the book, too, and I could just never get the into novelization. It. <laughs> it's not a novelization. Oh, is it this Michael is Crichton? Michael Crichton. This is actually a uh, oh, yeah, adaptation yeah, of a book. Okay. Yeah, because a Michael Crichton book. Exactly. Andromeda Strain, which is a great early 70s science fiction movie. Because, fun fact, and this is like super literary nerd bullshit. The first book is called Jurassic Park. The second book is just called The Lost World. 
Like, okay. But the movie is called The Lost World Jurassic Park. Yeah. The book is just called The Lost World, though. Yep. And it has yep. a picture of a dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. Cover. Yep. Yeah, the kind of the, the silhouette of, of it. Because yeah. I even think the book, the sequel came out like five years after Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think it was 97. Like he, the, and this is what they should do all the time. 98, maybe? The movie came out and was a smash hit. And they told him, we want to make a sequel to this. So write a sequel to the book. So we, so he wrote the book so they could make the movie. Yeah. Which is what they should do of like, we want to do a sequel. So instead of just raping your world, we'll be like, Hey, we'll pay you to actually write a sequel to the book so we could adapt that. Sorry, maybe I understand what you're saying. I, I thought you said that the book was already written and, and then they, and they had to do it into, into two movies. No, so, it so well, basic. No, no, no. That's Game of Thrones. Okay. Or that no, what I'm saying with Jurassic Park is yeah. Jurassic Park comes out yeah. in like '89 or something. Can't come like in '93. No, the I'm telling the book. Oh, oh, the book, the book, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yes. In like '88 or '89. Okay. Maybe even earlier. Oh, 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 okay. And then they make the movie, and it if it, it explodes. Yeah. So then they go to back to Michael Crichton and they say, "Hey, can you write a sequel to Jurassic Park so we can make?" the movie about it yeah instead of just making they could like now they would just say fuck michael Crichton. we're gonna make a sequel to jurassic park yeah but they actually had the courtesy to go to him and say we want to make a sequel yeah can you write us a book to make a sequel about yeah yeah Interesting. which that's just it to me i'm just like that's weird they wouldn't do that now. yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah it, it, yeah exactly like he wrote the book so they could do the movie like yeah. the only reason he wrote the sequel to that was because like yep. well they want they want to do the movie so well, and they bring him a wheelbarrow of money 100%. too i'm sure we're just like and in go. between that he wrote the script to the movie twister <laughs> michael Crichton, Crichton did Crichton wrote the movie twister yeah, yeah, for some reason, he's one of those guys, like a Philip K. Dick, he's got a little bit of a... His Every movie have, in the 90s is based on a Michael Crichton novel. Sphere, Congo, fucking Congo. Jurassic Park, yeah, yeah. he wrote Twister. Yeah, yeah, you're right, because I, I always, it's interesting, you know, yeah, that, that, that sort of, there's certain, like Philip K. Dick is one of those people, right, yeah. that he's sort of, you know, there's a lot of, obviously, Blade Runner and like all that, but Michael Crichton has that same sort of path too. Scott Turow had it for a little bit. Like he had those, like the client, I think, and like you know those legal movies, these legal drama movies. You know that how the law affects your behavior. You know, dude. Anytime I have you see the channels with the keys on them, you're just like, I want that channel. But if you had it, you would quickly realize, like, I'm paying too much money for these garbage channels. Yep. Like, yes, I do want to watch Storage Wars on FYI, but you do that for a day, man. Yep. At the El Royale Network, we can watch She Wolves of the Ring. It's hilarious, dude. Some of these channels, like <laughs> some of these channels, are so niche where it's just like she. Can we actually watch She Wolves of the Ring? Or it was no, it's locked, locked out. Shit, okay. It's locked All right. out. All right. With the new cable box, he are they still up. making Resident Evil movies? Are they still making no, them? No, they that might is a be franchise I have it. never understood. Well, I mean, it's are a they, great game. You know, yeah, exactly. You know. The video game game, like, she, who was that, Djokovic? What was her name again? <laughs> Mi, uh, Mila. Uh, she was in a... Uh, yeah, she was in Dazed and Confused. She's exactly. the girl who she's doesn't, pretty. she doesn't talk the whole fucking exactly. movie. Exactly, she's just a face. Yeah. She's truly just a face. Uh, yeah, she's like a fake-ass Kate Beckinsale. And there's some, there's the one you, because this guy fucked up my favorites. We had the cable guy come yeah. and he brought us a new box. So all my favorites are fucked up. Like I had it set to where it would show only the channels we have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now you, <clears throat> well, you'll have that culling process. Yeah. Again. 
And but but you start seeing where you're like, oh, we don't have that channel. Like I didn't even realize we don't have MTV two. I'm thinking like I was just like, we don't have MTV two. Like how did I not notice that? Yeah. I'm actually thinking about getting rid of cable and just going purely with like my a la carte stuff and just it's just cheaper. And it's I don't just, know, you man. Know, it's cable's great, dude. Yeah, cable is solid. But and, and, and I, I had Dish for a long time. I like Dish a lot. I had to take my Dish down. They made me take it down after four years. Here? No, no. In, oh, in, in Chicago? Chicago? Yeah, I was a little. Why? Bit dis- they didn't. They didn't want it on the roof. They're afraid about it causing roof damage. Your tenants? Yeah, yeah. Well, not my tenants, but the uh, the people in the building, the condo association. Oh, it, it's a good little condo association that works well. It, it's a solid, well run, well managed building. Oh, here we go. We got yeah. graphs. We got murder graphs. Found it's no a solid builder. And eventually, no DNA to help. No them pubic hair. Whoever did this had managed to erase any sign of who he or she was, except. There was one tiny bit of, well, was it evidence or what was it? They found or, it. We call it fungus. A little bitty tiny sliver of plastic about this long and probably a quarter of an inch in width. Hmm. Any idea what it was when you found it? It wasn't confirmed until. Uh, we all took turns licking it. What, what the material actually was, and it was uh, latex. A it, latex it, it kind of material that the pathologist would be rather familiar with doing his autopsies. It appeared to be a yeah. fragment of a disposable glove. Say it slower. I know. He talks like he's not wearing pants. <laughs> so, and he's just kind of parent looking. <laughs> is that morally safer? No, no. This is the. No. Morally safer. You know, I get morally safer and fucking Charlie Rose mixed up. They kind of look alike. I remember yeah, I, I got I, into an argument. I was while we were. Do you watching, remember Andy Rooney? Hell yeah, we were watching Sixty Minutes. Yeah, and me and Dave Phillips, our comedian and roommate. Yes, he was like, I was like, dude, Charlie Rose is the shit. And he was like, that's Morley Safer. And I'm like, yeah. I think it's Charlie Rose. No, it's Morley Safer lived until he was like in his late eighties. Charlie 90s. Rose was on Sixty Minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he had a stint on Sixty Minutes before. Like he got that was canceled. like because then at the, it was one of those arguments where I was like, you are right that Morley Safer is on Sixty Minutes. Yeah. But that is Charlie Rose. Rose. Yeah. Yep. And he was like, no, that's morally safer. And I'm just like, no, no. it's not. Yeah. It was one of those arguments where it was like, if I pull out my phone and put it in my face, it'll make it worse. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just got to let him have this. But yeah. it, but that is absolutely not morally safer. Between the two girls. What else can you say? It's weird. It's not natural. It's, it's not weird, normal. When it's not natural. You don't, when you see that, it's not natural. You don't find people just... Splayed out, hanging from the ceiling like a fucking Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah, yeah. What's this going to be? I uh, yeah. He Again, had her pin- fear thy neighbor. He had her pinned to the wall like a moth. Yeah. Real fucking <laughs> Silence of the Lambs shit. This, I mean, what's on TV is pretty amazing. We'll see. Yeah, it's what this fucking podcast is based on. Absolutely. It's just it's incredible. This it's is just- when you when you get run out, you start from two. <laughs> That's what I like about TV is you think like, oh, I went through everything. Well, that was you don't know it, but 30 minutes has passed. Yeah. Start at no start at <laughs> channel two. There's another round of shows on that. There are, you know, you didn't yep. major crimes wasn't on when I came yeah. around last time. Yep. This is actually my favorite part of TV is when you have when you get into these shows that are canceled and then you're just like, why didn't I watch every episode of this when it was out? Yeah. 
these are the shows I miss doing stand up. Like major crimes, that one touched by an angel, or, yeah, or yeah. like any where any detective sees a ghost and it helps him solve the crimes. Yeah, I missed all those shows, yeah. and now I regret it. That's the, what this podcast is about. The time I wasted touched by an angel. The time I wasted sharpening my comedy blade. <laughs> I could have been watching television instead. Instead, yeah, instead. But I had to. Get, I had to get good at comedy so I could start this podcast off with a joke, as yeah. we can say. Still on the record, I had the first joke of the podcast. That is true. The Warriors. Svenguli. Yeah. Click Svenguli, dying dog, immediately. What Oof. song are they playing? That's Oof. key. So I hope you'll You can't even get the rights to a Sarah McLaughlin song anymore. Oh, because she's so into PETA and stuff? And it's when they quiver. Join with your gift of just $19 a month. Dude, and you know you what? I'd give $19 a month for a dog if I didn't pay for Sirius XM every month. Yeah. I would donate to ASPC. <laughs> Look at that dog. It's like they said, like, can you really put it on? And I can tell Here's what annoys me about this 63 cents a day bullshit. Then let me pay 63 cents a day. <laughs> Don't charge well, you say me 30 bucks. It's no, more, they'll yeah. be like, it's 63 cents a day. And then you'll fill out the work and then they'll be like, okay, well, it's $190 yeah. now. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. No, you it, said it was 63 cents. Don't fucking hit me with $200 now. Th well, it breaks down. Uh, you see, there's a whole industry around this too. And then the cost goes towards administering it versus actually the, the, what you want to give the money to. You know what I mean? Like it becomes an industry. It's like, no, you want direct help for these dogs. Is what you want. Right. Or you want to get, or what they'll do is they'll say, do you, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. one. They'll say like, so it's literally cost nothing right now. Yeah. You just need to, at some point, you call, you go to this and you donate. And then they'll say, but to be able to donate, and but then they'll be like, so that, but then they'll be like, but these yeah. kids need equipment for this. Like, they'll yeah. add something else. Like, it, I, I was, I got stopped by some Special Olympics people. Yeah. And their pitch basically was like, you sign up to donate. Like, all you're doing yeah. is signing up to donate. Yeah. And then he said, he goes, but... Before we go through with this, you know, these kids need, there's a small fee. These kids need equipment and yeah. like, so he basically wanted like $30 right now it's on the sidewalk and like normally, like it oh, kind of yeah. seems unreasonable where I'm just like, oh, I can't do that. But at the time I couldn't fucking do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah, that, absolutely. I probably at the time had like $2 and 87 cents yeah, yeah, and you, was you, just you, like, yeah, when I get paid, I'll donate. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. But then they're like, no, but we want forty five dollars right now. And I'm just like, dude, this is where you lose people. I, I got hit up at a farmer's market last week by a group called Heifer. Okay, and and they were, <laughs> what it is, is, is it's these we're supporting the, heifer ass bitches. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to actually give a give a, a, a livestock to like these uh, rural, uh, you know, poor uh, rural. What am I saying like indigenous, poor agrarian folks in like we're African raising countries money for cousins you know? who cheat with baby daddies? No, no, no. Heifers. No. What it is, is they is they give the uh, they, they want to give the uh, these uh, women like uh, an animal to give them a basic economy so they don't get sold into sex slavery. Basically, that's what they're trying to do because it, it, it actually kind of works. They get a basic Sven economy. You know? is kind of what we do. Svenguli hosts a shitty horror movie every week. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what we do, but we do it with television. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We, we, we have our niche. It's happening, you know. So did you want to? I don't know how much time we have, but did you want to try to pop on 
a little bit oh, of the fuck yeah. we could do that game, we could maybe. do that so and with that what time are we at how are we looking at uh, we got a we're we probably got about 30 minutes before we're at two hours oh okay 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 so it's not too late all right good uh, good uh, i didn't know i didn't know i didn't want to but i think i for some reason i found that nostalgia interesting you know yeah dude i fucking love nostalgia dog you know what I was thinking about today and this kind or last night and this made me feel good and it made me feel depressed just because I'm becoming one of those people. I was reading a comic book and I really truly had a like going back to childhood moment yeah. where like it made me feel good. Yeah. Where, and I was just like, oh no, I miss being a kid. Like I never thought I'd be the guy to, to be like the like oh it was life was so much simpler back then. But like I don't know, it's a natural feeling for most people. I think. But like man, I was just like oh yeah, like there was a time where I would just play. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. that's all I did. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. And I was a stressed out little fucking kid. Yeah. Like I think in general, like if I could go back to, I would just tell little Keith like. You can relax a little bit. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, what do you think with my personality? What do you think? What do you think I was, man? I mean, it was just like I, I, I was just a tense. I was a pretty tense kid. I also I'd had an older like brother it, that was a, that was pretty much a terrorist. I would just be like, look, enjoy the ride. Yeah. It just just and exactly take a step back. Don't take yourself so seriously. But it's amazing how that personality still rears its head. Sometimes, I mean, for me, can still rear its head. Sometimes, and then right before I know? went away, I would be like, oh yeah, by the way, try and talk to a girl before you're 28. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even I wasn't that bad. Don't was make bad. I mean, I had chatted up, bro, but I yeah. was definitely I until I lost weight. Yeah. I didn't think about approaching a lady. Wow. Because the heavy I just thing. didn't I just didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't of interest to the people that I was interested in. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm not going to I'm not going to be an incel fuck women, but I'm just like. That was kind of it's weird and like a lot of my drive to lose weight. It was just like, well, I'd like to have a girlfriend. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to weigh yep. 300 pounds. Yep. Like that'll put that'll help out. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yep. No, I I, I agree. My problem is if my, you weigh, it, it's my personality. If you know? you're 30 years old and morbidly obese, you better be in the union. Yeah. Because like that's <laughs> yeah. that's because that's the like secure obesity. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. he's going to drop of a heart attack when he's 50 because he yeah. mainlines Mountain Dew, but he's an iron worker. Yeah. So yeah. like I'm going to have a pension. Yep. He's going to exactly. stroke out with a pension <laughs> when you're morbidly obese and you're a struggling comic. That is not attractive. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's not a good con- stand up comedy does not uh, get a good. There's not a good uh, caliber. of women No, there. there's not a good. And it's, it's not really a personality that draws women in. I find I mean, if you're funny. Yeah. You know, the humor is a good thing, but it's not. Re- I mean, it's I don't know. There, there were some comedy groupies, you know. And I had my frolic with some comedy groupies. Of course some, I did. Your frolic? Yeah, you got stalked by one. Yeah, I also, yeah. For three and a half years, pivot point of my career as a performer. Pivot point. Completely changed the this direction. This movie was the shit. Well, what's interesting about this kid. movie is, is that this, this came out the same weekend as Star Wars, and it actually it, it scored pretty well. Like, it what, actually, like the prequels? No, yeah, yeah, the prequel one. Yeah, the prequel one. And it actually got it did it had a pretty good box office. So they knew That's they had something. That's when you see that, it, like, the low the low bar for movies it's like the mummy made 250 million dollars a lot of money back then you know no i mean and it was going up against star wars for crying it actually might have made closer to four god the prequels are such a letdown what a letdown those movies were
What a letdown. You know? Lucas didn't know what he was doing. He was fucking... He's shaking us down for more money, like bringing out like the, the new improved versions in 97. She's Come on, sleeping Lucas. with danger. Oh, is this lifetime? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Flight attendant Kate Jewell must go into hiding when the man of her dreams becomes increasingly jealous and violent. This is what we're finishing on. Let me. I'm gonna. We're gonna put this on, and then I'm gonna find the All Star okay, game. Cool. That's cool. Look at her. This is where she's gonna find out something incredibly fucking Injunction damning against harassment. Ooh, I'm putting it together. This is a woman trying to figure out if a man is of quality. She's just gonna find a piece of paper that says, I beat women. <laughs> no, seriously, I do it. And these would be? Legal papers, lawsuits. You were accused of being a peeping Tom? Yeah. 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 I used to live next door to this crazy woman who thought everyone was spying on her, but no. My love, I am not. But no, my love. says that a patient sued you for sexual battery and medical malpractice. That's a pretty big deal. Sweetheart, anyone can sue anyone. No, 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 not everybody has as many lawsuits. Sweetheart, my fingers are shaped like forceps. (laughs) But all of that has been dealt with a long time ago. This one is actually more recent. This isn't a long time ago. So is this why you gave your business to Natasha? Unless I wanted everything I had worked for to go in the trash, then yeah, of course I had to put it in her name, but it's been dealt with. Dude, Lifetime's acting has gone downhill. I, I this, this uh, I'm hooked. I don't know about you, I'm hooked. Reach more people and make a bigger impact. <laughs> what are we doing? We are making a bigger impact and we're reaching more people. You should be thanking no, me for I Christ's sake. Not on these terms. Oh, not on these terms. No, this you know what, we're done with this. We're done with this. Uh-oh. Ooh. Okay. Look at that. Hitting a woman. Oh, did he get her? Oh, yeah. He slapped her. Oh, what a she great. She you know. What a great unintentional fucking. <laughs> we went right to the all-star game. <laughs> Could we call that the Ray Cordero transition? <laughs> Good. You know, I, I don't want to get Cordero. Life. Will Cordero. Look at, look at the Robert Taylor homes. Look at the Robert Taylor homes. City of the big shoulder. City of the big shoulder. Look at that. God, it's so much better. There's so many more buildings now. All right. We, it's brassy. Chicago is brassy. Let's go into the game a little bit. Such a hip. It's such a hip city. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Let's, let's go past. I don't want to. Let's get into the game a little bit. Mario Soto is facing Jim Rice. Rod Cruz on second base. Rice hits it with authority. Jesus Christ, you called that instantly. Yeah. Those expo uniforms are just fucking I think they're great. Fantastic. I think they're amazing. Rod Carew is one of those old school great baseball players. Yeah, if to me, when, when I was a kid, he was like the best hitter. He was the best hitter. Rice hit the ball with authority. It ate him up. That ball ate him up. Rice could hit the ball hard. There are stories of and that's Mike Schmidt. That's Mike Schmidt, and, and Mike Schmidt was deemed a great defensive third baseman. That's how hard uh, Rice hit the ball. Supposedly, Jim Rice on check swings broke bats. He broke bats check swinging. I like a team that does like the Royals uniforms are fairly unchanged. Yeah, absolutely. Cardinals, yeah. Angels have gone up and down. Yeah. Although I like the late '90s Angels uniforms when they had like the angel logo with yeah. angel wings yeah, on yeah, it, yeah, and exactly. they had the pinstripe uniforms. Fucking 
Uh, Jim Edmonds. Who was Fred the, Lynn's on second base. Who was that big fucking dude who eventually played for the Red Sox? Who was their big fucking... He had the weird swing on the Angels. That Mo Vaughn. Mo Vaughn. Yeah. 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 He fucking... Yeah, he played for the Angels back then. Yeah, yeah, and he got a big fat contract and played like ass. Yeah. I think he signed with the Twins or... No, he started with the... Tour. He signed with the Twins. No, no, no. no. Ortiz is with the Twins, but Mo Vaughn was a 90s guy. Ortiz is a yeah, but, guy. Oh, no. Mo Vaughn signed with the Mets. The Mets? And it totally just floundered yeah. out of baseball. The Mets used to have some of the worst signings when I was like in my 20s. Although they revived Robin Ventura's fucking career. Yeah. Yeah. Mario Soto. Gary Carter's the catcher. Yeah, this is... Yeah, look at... It, it, are the bases Killing juiced? I like bases are juiced. The b- sacks are drunk. I, I, I love that stri- uh, that ball and strike, like, uh, the, or the, uh, the font. Look at that. Look at those uniforms of the... Uh, my, my brother wore those. It was the same company in Milwaukee. You made, you made buck. If you were doing uh, concessions uh, at the All-Star game... Oh, my yeah. brother, my brother worked at a World Series and he sold programs. He made six hundred bucks in one day of work in 1982. Dude, this was back before they they literally would just pin tarps into the outfield. Oh yeah, like they yeah. didn't paint the fucking grass. They just put yep. pictures. Yeah, absolutely. like a big lawn dart target. Yep. Harvey Is that fucking Kane. Donnie Zimmer? No, it's Harvey Keene who was the oh, manager he was of the, the Brewers. Brewers. See, because again, the teams in the World Series the previous the year managed. should have been World Champion Brewers. Brewers. Yeah, so it's Brewer. It's Herzog versus Keene. Harvey Keene is a Wisconsin baseball legend. Look how baseball is. This is, I guarantee you, the same inning. Yeah. Yeah. And I just went ahead like probably 30 minutes. <laughs> What else is next? Do you think they played harder during this time? Like, this was a game to them, right? Like, they didn't, or was it still an exhibition? Uh, like, no, they didn't I, give a fuck. I, I, think, I think now it's, what's different is the, <laughs> the workout regimes. They're much better athletes now. They're, they, I mean, there was some decent athleticism based, with baseball players. You had to be Do you want to know athlete? what's going to, and this might age you, the first All-Star game I ever remember was the one that was in Camden Yards. I don't even remember when that was. I think it was 97. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I, I remember. I mean, this was not my first one I watched. Uh, let's watch to the... Uh, Fred Lynn hits a grand slam of Atley Hammaker. What so, inning? Uh, it's in the next... Look who's pitching. We got to watch this inning. This is the inning where they, I think they get six or seven. And you understand, the American League had not won since 1971. They had a 12-game losing streak or an 11-game losing streak. But they were about they were getting better. Look or, at all those players with no COVID. It's just a time, a, a bygone era, of just COVID-free sports. Yeah, I, I I don't. Winfield signed a huge contract, and, and, and what's his face? The owner Steinbrenner was such a sociopath. He hired a uh, a private investigator to tail him around New York City. He thought he was getting into things, you know. <laughs> he was uh, he was a great. Talent. He was probably considered yoked for his time. Oh, oh, he was even a very big, strong player. And Absolutely. he's kind of thin. Like, he's big, but yeah. that's natural big. Like, Oh, yeah. he's Dave Winfield's one of the best athletes that ever played sports. That's truth. He was drafted in basketball and football. He played baseball. He went right from the University of Minnesota <laughs> to playing in the major leagues. He played no minor league baseball. The Gophers went to the College World Series when he was there. He the pitched Gophers? like a no-hitter, man. He was a, he was a great pitcher. He was a great athlete. He's a great baseball player, Dave Winfield. 
naturally great baseball player. He reminds me of a, like a ch- that era's Chili Davis. No, 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 no. Chili Davis was a rookie this year. Or a no shit. This year. Yeah, Chili Davis was a rookie in 82. So when Chili Davis played on the Yankees in the late 90s, he was oh, like... Oh, he was an old man. An old man. But he had a great... His, he he was he understood the strike zone. He understood the strike zone and when to get his pitch to hit. Do you know like who else? Knew. Jim fucking Layritz. Yeah. Was on yeah. those teams. There's Cal Ripken. Who's the MVP that year? Look at Ricky with his yellow jersey. Dude, Eddie <laughs> Murray played for like 40 years. Eddie Murray again was an amazing baseball player. He played from 1970 1970 uh, actually played 1977 he was a rookie of the until 97 97 played 20 years. Was he on the 97 Indians team that went to the World yes. Series? Oh my god. He uh, he was and I mean, he, he was, was on those he was on those Baltimore Oriole teams that like would oh, go yeah. to the playoffs. Oh I mean he, he was the main guy actually. It wasn't Ken ooh. Well, they also had fucking... See, they're getting guys on base. Ron, Tim Raines. Who was their fucking pitcher? Who was the big fucking pitcher on the Orioles in the 90s? Well, Mike Mussina. Mike Mussina, yeah. That was their... Look at those Indians uniforms. Trio. Those those are classics. That in, that name is gone. Look at Manny dude. Trio. Or, or that, that that picture, Chief Wigwam. Yeah, oh, Chief Wahoo! Yeah, Wahoo. I remember when I was <laughs> Chief Wigwam. I was arguing. I, with I was someone. thinking Chief Wiggums and Chief. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember my Chiefs messed up there. As Glenn a kid, I didn't think the logo was racist because it was smiling. <laughs> like I remember being like, "But it's happy." Like the Redskins logo looks so stern and just like ah. Uh, if the, if yeah, you made that the tr- Redskin commercial, the, 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 like the the commercial of me being a kid, you know, of like you know uh, with, with the, the crying Indian, that was a, the classic sort of pollution, you know, thing like the crying Indian. That that's what you look at when you, th- you think of when you when you think of the uh, Redskin helmet. It that really should Indian. just be called like the Washington Trail of Tears. Like that logo <laughs> looks. If you were like oh, make man. the Trail of Tears into a picture. I, I read a book in grad school about the Trail of Tears. I thought it was a great book, man. I really liked it a lot. I actually thought it was because it just. It was a pretty rough experience, man. It, it was a real, like, oof, like what they did, man. I mean, it, it was pretty bad. You want to know how retarded I the was very- as a kid? When I first learned about it, the first thing I thought was, did they cry the whole time? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, is that why it's called the Trail of Tears? Like, were they? Well, th- th- that's what they say is that it was, it, it, like, yeah, a lot of people, I think, did. Because it was, like, a defeated people. Were well, being and they off were their literally, land in and just take it from the fact that they were probably walking barefoot across the United States. Yeah, and like I think I think the winter kicked in, and and it was the very first evidence they say of chemical warfare when they were given blankets that had smallpox to kill them off. There was a genocide going on with it too. Like we're gonna off you also. Like that whole part of you believe that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bleeding hard liberal with your excessive government regulation in the marketplace. It's uh, like whoa. I love dropping a good old you believe that. <laughs> like after someone, I went on a trip, a supposed to be trip with some comics. Andre we were, Dawson. We were gonna go watch Neo Wise and do Acid, the comet. Yeah. Uh, and I got in the car with a couple comics, and I mentioned COVID, and the guy just turned around and he goes, "You don't actually." believe that bullshit do you really and i t- i was like i'll get out of this car right and he was just like i'm fucking with yeah you. I know. <laughs> like i be- and i was just like oh dude <laughs> yeah no, I, but the, he sold it so well he just goes you don't believe that bullshit do you i love doing that to people the whole like <laughs> the, that's my big thing too of like hey the white race is under attack i think it just said that they've batted around yeah yeah they score seven runs this inning 
I mean, they, yeah, they, they, they completely like. Boy, they're just letting Allie Hammaker hang. Here. Yeah, yeah. Allie Hammaker was. Yep. I, I, and then the, the dam truly burst on the Grand Slam by uh, by Fred Lynn. That, that's when you knew the American League was going to win a, win an All-Star game. I remember watching this and then watching Saturday Night Live. Lou Gossett Jr. hosted Saturday Night Live, fresh off of Officer and a Gentleman. They shine. You know? They shine. No, that's that Scatman Crothers. Okay. Not Lou Gossett. They look, Lou Gossett Jr. was the Denzel of his time. They look the same, though. They're bald black guys. <laughs> so, uh, Scatman was older. I mean, uh, uh, what's his fit? Gossett's still alive. Scatman's been down for decades. <laughs> Scatman's been done for a while. He's had the dirt nap. I love Scatman Crothers. As a kid, I love Scatman. Hong Kong Fooey. He did Hong Kong Fooey. Did the I've voice never seen for Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey was a seventies. It was a seventies cartoon of of a dog that knew Kung Fu. Hong Kong Fooey. He did the voice of it. He was doing voiceover work, animation. You know. Hong Kong Fooey yeah. never was a and he had like a little like a Zorro mask he wore. Yeah, they basically walked Yount because Yount was completely feared. <coughs> Yount was a feared Red Sox, hitter. a team that haven't changed their uniforms at all. Jim Rice, uh, racist fans in Boston. He hated the media up there, and, and I mean Jim Rice. You know, that's the guy I think that ever when they I was watching a thing here's about the, grand, the here's the salami. But yeah, let's. I think it gives him a bit of. I don't know if it's early in the battle after he's a grand slam. Dude, Sweet. I play 2016 World Series replays. Yeah. And I get so excited, like, oh, I'm going to play Fowler's leadoff home run. And then you forget that it happened in the 15th pitch of a yeah. fucking 20 pitch at bat. And yeah. you're just like, oh, I forgot it takes five minutes yeah. to get to this yeah, fucking exactly, thing. Yeah, exactly. But you were saying that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, that's what I. Ooh, and, he, uh, he got squeezed in that call. That should have been a strike. And then inevitably, you're like, I'm going to skip ahead a minute. And then you skip ahead, and he's trotting around the yeah, bases, yeah, and you're like, yeah. fuck. Yeah, no, you got to be patient. got to go back. Yeah, let's Second be patient. Three in the third. They have pushed Atley Hamaker around. Yep. Look at that. He looks like he just returned from a war with that pin in his hat. Wow, he was down on the count, and he hits a fucking home grand salami. They all have pins in their hats in this. I think that was an all-star thing. Like, they all have pins in their hats. It makes it look like yeah. they're like war. Like, if you go in the dugout, they have the post with all the signs of where they're from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, somebody probably added in there. You know what I mean? Like, Here's a touch we're going to add. It'll be like a throwback to American Legion Ball or something, you know? the home of next year's all-star Candlestick was the yeah, N84. As a throwback that, 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 to that's Little That's when Gooden struck out at the side. As a throwback to Little League, the National League is represented by God, a bail I mean, bond. That was a fucking strike, and they, they, they're squeezing this. My ass. dad always said the American League strike zone was way worse. Like, like he, the way my dad told me yeah. that the American League had a wider strike zone. Uh, uh, that it was lower, basically. They, they fucking. Uh, there we go. It was the first Grand Slam Awards in history. And it happened on this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> 50 years Fred later. Fred Lynn. I remember this being 75 like a years later. How does it make you feel as a 90-year-old man? You were <laughs> this 50. Was, you this were was, 56 years old when this happened. I was 14. 110 years old you are now. I, I, it was 37 years ago. 80 years. You were 80 years old when this <laughs> happened. pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, look yeah, at that they, old scoreboard. Yeah. Back then, the literally, and I'm, now it's safe. Back then... 
fire shot out of the scoreboard. Oh, yeah. yeah the fireworks. fireworks came out of the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's dangerous. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was not Hannah. I'm sure it was some drunk dude like, yeah, he pushes a broom. He was in the war. He works with pyrotechnics. We let have the, him do it. You we know? let the tard put him in the tubes. <laughs> I mean, it, it, he can fit in there. He's small. We jam him. Reinsdorf owned the, the White Sox. This he still year. does. Uh, yeah. Reinsdorf bought him in 81. He bought them and the Bulls in 81. And he, you know, he did a good thing when, when they got uh, Larusa. And they put money into them. This this eighty three team for the cut over the White Sox was it was a competitive good baseball. Team. Now from the Last Dance documentary, they because I always heard a different story. Look how young Ripken. The is. Last Dance documentary makes it seem like the Bulls were this laughable fucking organization before Michael Jordan. But my dad used to tell me that like the when Bob Love was on the team in the se- mid seventies, they, they were good. They like would almost make the playoffs. Oh, oh, oh no! The, and then they won the division the one nine, year. One in the ninth and third inning. And then they won the division one year. They had like 78 or something like that. But the last dance documentary makes it seem like, oh, the Bulls were completely irrelevant. The 70s Bulls were good. The early mid 80s Bulls teams were not good. They were an embarrassment. Reggie Theus, David Greenwood. Oh, look at that. Dave, that cortisone. Uh, the old artist Gilmore was on that team. They didn't draw shit. But when they got Jordan, it was like an immediate impact, you know? So who's pitching out? Dave Smith? Oh, Bill Dolly. Bill Dolly. I remember him. Dolly. This is a guy that was out of baseball by 86. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But it, th- those Astros teams were pretty good back then. They, they made the playoffs in 86. Oh, dude. Famous series against the Mets. That's, I would say, like how you say in 2009, the Vikings were a superior football team to the Saints. Yeah. The Astros were a superior baseball team to the Mets in 86. Oh, for the Mets in 86? Because what, 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 the Mets played the Astros in fucking the, oh, in the 80, NLCS oh, in 86. In 86. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 but the Mets were better than them. The Mets were better than the Astros. I always the Mets were better than it the as Astros. they, like, the Astros were supposed to win that series. No, that, like, no, no, they no, had the, Nolan the, the Ryan. Mets, the, the, Met, the Mets were favored, although it was tough because they also had this guy, uh, uh, Mike Scott, who won a, a Cy Young. Mike Scott struck out, like, over 300 guys one Look year. Look how little of lightage there is around there. Like that whole neighborhood's lit up now. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's just, dude, this was, uh, we're, we're still getting out of the 70s urban America. You know? I have no idea when we when this game ends, we're just sleeping here. <laughs> I don't want to go to the Drake Hotel. I don't. I'll <laughs> be Howard Cosell, not sodomized immediately. A home run by Rice and a grand slammer by Lynn. And Lance Parrish from Detroit. Lance Parrish is the kid. Well, yeah, Lance Parrish is a good player. Everyone's plotting their escape from this hellhole after. <laughs> For this this yeah. is just not a good Rick neighborhood. Honeycutt. Rick Honeycutt. Uh, he pitched for the. Look at that man. Look at those numbers. He pitched. He was a starting pitcher then. He was a relief pitcher for the A's in the late '80s, early '90s. A, a, a Dog, I texted you about that year Steve Carlton had. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like twenty-seven and ten. Yeah, yeah. And like thirty-one complete games or something. Or it was like, thirty complete games. Yeah. Forty-three games started. Jesus. And you said they had fifth, they won 57 games that year, yeah. so he won a third of their games. Oh, he won half. He won half. He won over half their games. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's how bad they were, too, but that's how dominant. People talk about that pitching season as being one of the all-time great pitching seasons. Was Carlton on the 1980 so, team? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. So that was his crowning achievement. Yeah. Like we're gonna yeah. get we're gonna get old Stevie his ring. Well, he won the Cy Young in seventy two, seventy seven, eighty, and eighty uh, eighty two. He won it four times over a ten his year 4, period. Four thousand strikeouts. Yeah, well, there was a time it was he him got it on the White Sox. And he, yeah, I remember him pitching for the White Sox. He and uh, and Ryan used to battle for the strikeout lead. That was a story for like a year and a half I in baseball. Hate those Braves uniforms. Yeah. Uh, Dale Murphy was a stud, though. He was a great baseball player. You know? That's an old school white baseball name. Dale Murphy? Yeah, absolutely. Dale Murphy, his Morphin. dad used um, to beat um, him to death no, with a bat. No, he, he was Mormon, hardcore Mormon. And very like, a big family, like like a straight laced guy, didn't curse, you know, didn't chew. He slept didn't with his drink. He, he slept with his, ball. his bad he had his baseball glove and his magic underwear every night. Do you think a ball think about ball players back then, Keith, talking about playing harder or not? What I like about ball players back then, guys had problems. They chewed. Oh, they drank. Divorce, they did coke and gambling stuff, you know? problems. I mean, the, like, the, the, the Brewers back. A lot then? of them probably legitimately couldn't read. But, but yeah, before, <laughs> <laughs> before you know, Molitor, who was this great player, you know, Molitor, who was this, you know, Paul Molitor was one of the best ba- baseball players oh, ever. You dude, know? I remember Molitor like just lighting when, teams. When up. I was a kid, I remember him getting his three thousandth hit. I, I mean, he was. <clears throat> He was a great hitter early in his career. And I remember Kirby Puckett looking weird. Yeah, he was obese. He was heavy. Um, but he, uh, but w- w- with with early, uh, what were we talking about? With early Molitor, you know, he was great talent. Obviously, fair. 82 had a great season. He had like 230 hits, I think, or 200. He had over 200 hits. I know that for, for a the fact. Brewers, right? For the Brewers. He was great for the Brewers. But he partied. He partied, and there was rumors that he was a, a bit, bit of, of that. Yes, and he was married to someone from the the Accardo family, one of the mob families of Chicago that has uh, you know roots in, in Milwaukee too. Uh, he was married to him, and then then you know he got divorced and like basically cleaned his life up. But and that was for like five or six years early in his career. He, he had a party streak, you know, but he cleaned it up, and then he became this great player. He was injured a lot early in his career too. If he would not have been injured, you're young. You shouldn't get injured earlier in your career. You know, you should be able to deal with that stuff. But he missed almost an entire season in 84. Schmitty. If he would have, if Paul Molitor would have been able to play a lot early in his career, he wouldn't have challenged Rose, but he would have had like 3,800 hits. He still had like 3,300 hits, you know, but he missed like a good two and a half seasons because of injury. The first probably seven years of his career, nine years of his career. Dude, Mike Schmidt was just like. He looks like he was just powered by systematic racism. <laughs> like it's just coursing through his veins. Why do you say that? It's just he's got that like frayed up orange hair. It looks like he was born on a track. They turned two. Like he just yeah. looks like that all American boy, like yeah. country strong, but doesn't look like it. Yeah. Like just when you think of a kid that was fucking. Yeah. He just hit baseballs. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He hit him hard. Like but, that is yeah. just such a that's a kind of like that sports privilege of like my dad was had a great union job. So I literally just fucking played Little League Baseball yep. all fucking day. And now yep. I just fucking crank dingers. I'm in Philadelphia. I yep. hate black people. Well, I don't, <laughs> he was actually always a pretty good guy, I think. Uh, 
He was a great he had an baseball anger problem player. though, didn't he? Didn't he freak out on umps a lot? I think I've seen a no, lot. Of, no, he, no, he wasn't that bad. In that, in I that always regard. feel like no. people were intimidated by Mike Schmidt. No, 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 no. He, he didn't have a reputation like. that. I know he, he hit not. like seven thousand home runs. Well, I mean, he has over five hundred. I mean, and he was he had a couple like in nineteen eighty. He had a forty eight home run season in nineteen eighty, yeah, which so was like a huge. Did they MVP. think like he's gonna break the record at one point? Nah, it wasn't that. But he was deemed definitely one of the top three. He and like Reggie and stuff. It was like there was a pretty small pantheon of of power hitters of that era and Mike Schmidt was definitely one of them. Uh Dave Kingman was also in that too. But it was a Reggie Jackson was in a, a true power hitter and Eddie Murray was just was so consistent. Again, like Dickie we said Thon. Uh, like we said last week when we were doing the intros, this was back when the All-Star game was actually the All-Star game, so we've fast-forwarded at many points in this game, but you've seen Royals, Astros, fucking Orioles like yeah. Only the good teams have players in this. Yeah. Like now yeah. it's so fucking everyone gets a trophy shit. We're well, literally I mean, now I think it's a rule every team gets one all-star. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's I think it was back I think it was deemed bad. It was kind of an unwritten rule that every team got an all-star back then, but I remember like uh But now there's not like they get if yeah. there's only like like at most you get four a team. Yeah. Yeah, well, it should be like if you have six or seven of the best players, dude, they should be on it. In you know? 2016, it should have been, or even before that. Like, there are some years where it's like, okay, that team, the NL All-Star team should be half the Cubs starting lineup. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The A's, the A's in the late 80s should have been half the starting team in, in, in the All-Star game. I mean, they were that good. Conseco, McGuire, Henderson, you know, Dave Like, Stewart. I remember I was arguing with one of my Sox fan f- friends, and he was like, Oh, your boy, it was when, who was, I think our only all-star was like fucking Brandon Morrow or some shit. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like you just have to acknowledge that like that, the fact that Chris Bryant isn't in this all-star game is fucking absurd. Yeah. Like the only reason Chris Bryant didn't get in is because some cocksucker from some garbage team got in over him. Yeah. It was was, was Ripken. Ripken got eaten up. Ripken got eaten up on that ball. Look at that. Young Cal Ripken makes an error. He was so thin. Uh, he, he he was a leap in the... He and Robin Yount were a leap in the position because the position was deemed a, a no-bat position. Mark Belanger, excellent glove, weak hitter. You basically gave up that position. But but, the, but obviously, the best athletes play shortstop in baseball. So, like, Yount and Ripken were, were great athletes. Robin Yount pirate, great I love those fucking pirate uniforms. Bill Madlock was a good hitter. Was this the tail end of, like, the We Are family? Yeah, like yes, They were, they yeah. were like... Starting to be like second, third place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like threatening all year. They were still a competitive team. But I mean, I think Stargell had retired by this point, or was very close to it. I think he already retired. Was Bonds in the system? Uh, B- Bonds wasn't even in the system yet. He was still playing for Arizona State. He got he played there in '86. He got drafted in '85 and, and played in the minors for like a half a year. They knew he was a talent. So, but but it, this was like the era of like Where's, uh, where was Bobby at? Who Bobby Bonds? Oh, uh, he was he was out of baseball by then. Uh, he was deemed- so right now he was out of baseball. Yeah. So he was just out there fucking like Lonzo balling with Barry. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember yeah. he was telling people, my kid's going to be the greatest baseball yeah. player of all time. Yeah, I, I don't think Bonds is playing. He basically drank himself out of the league. Bonds and, had an alcohol problem. And that was part of Barry getting lured to San Francisco as they made Bobby the first base coach. And even and then, I think he got into some trouble in San Francisco. Tonight, We were beginning to think we weren't going to have any pitches to uh, trace for you. Bob Stanley here shows us that there's more than one way to make a fastball. Who's that? Is that fucking Bob Stanley and Leon Durham? And tremendous movement. 
Fortunately for us, he got it far enough outside that Durham couldn't. So were the Cubs? Was '84 a shock year, or were they like, "Oh, the Cubs are going to be good"? Well, I mean, they, they uh, you know, they had new ownership in '81, and they put some money My into the boy team. Dallas Green became the GM, yeah, and they put some money off before fresh. Theo Epstein, the greatest GM in Cubs history. And, and again, he was off of being the manager of the Phillies, winning the World Series, so he was riding high. Who Dallas Green? Dallas Green was. Yeah, he won the World Series in '80. He was a manager, so. It was kind of a score they got him, and they were bought by I think I don't know who bought them. It was a Wrigley the family? trib, the, the trib, yeah, the trib, the trib bottom. And then they they put some money into him. They put like twelve million bucks into the stadium. <laughs> That's funny. You know, they put some money into him, and so they actually started to get better. And then that eighty four was kind of the culmination of a couple years of 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 work trading for Ryan Sandberg. You see, the good thing that Dallas Green did, he got good ball players from that eighty from that eighty Phillies team. Manny Trio, I think, was on the uh, on the on the uh, no 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 no. It was Bob Denier. Bobby Denier. Uh, then it was also Ryan Sandberg. They also had Dick Ruthven, who was a, who was a uh, who was a Phillies player. Third baseman. Uh, well, they always had crappy third baseman. He managed the Steve Stillies. Onavera, Steve he Onaveras. He ended up. Oh, Charlie Ron Say. Ron Say was Charlie before. Manuel too, right? No, the, no. no the, the, the third baseman was not the third base coach or the third baseman. Third baseman was Ron Say. It was Ron Say Boa. Sandberg Larry Boa. Second. He yeah, managed yeah, the Phillies. Yeah, and Boa was also from the '80s Phillies. So it was Boa was from the '80s Phillies. Uh, Bobby Denier was from the '80s Phillies. He uh, traded Dick for Sandberg Ruthven. immediately, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and they fleeced him. They, they, they got they got Boa and Ryan Sandberg for Ivan DeJesus, you know, who was a decent shortstop, but not like nothing a f- great. like an 18th round draft Well, no, they got shit. nothing. That was it. And, and, and they threw in Sandberg as like a throwaway. He was a minor leaguer at yeah, that point, and, right? And they were, yeah, but but the Green knew he was good. So they got a bunch of good players off of that 80. That was the last hurrah of some of those old guys being good baseball. Ron Say was off of the late 70s Dodgers. You know, he had some ability left still, but... They also did the tall grass. They had the really tall grass in the infield just to slow the ball down for Say and for Boa to get the ball. Leon Durham was their first baseman, but he was an all-star in 83. Uh, they, but a lot of guys came together, too. Some of their, their system guys played well. Jody Davis was a good catcher for them. Do you want to go to the end and yes, wind okay, it down? Fine. Yeah, I don't care. It's fine. I don't have to watch the whole thing. Oh, no. I want Lee to get Smith to the... is in here, man. Again, oh, gets, you can tell this is Brad. the end. Three and two. This is all pointless. Hubbard boots it. It's like the all-star game. So these Vin Scully's like, can we just fucking go home? Can I just leave? I've got a piece of prime rib waiting for it's me at Lowry's. 15 to four. Can you just get? <laughs> oh, I, I got a feeling Scully didn't drink that much. I think he's probably pretty no, straight No, I wouldn't got a, be that long. I got a nice glass of buttermilk waiting for me. <laughs> like grandma used to have in Some Arkansas. Buttermilk and cotton candy. I mean, this guy announced the Brooklyn Dodgers in the 40s, man. You know? There's the slide and he's safe. I go back to my hotel room and I eat Hershey's Kisses. Yeah. And then I masturbate while I headbutt <laughs> a mirror. I don't know if that happens. But we here's Cecil Cooper. Coop. The only Bob Boone. Yeah, this, look at that, that stance. I love a good wide open stance. And it will be ruled a double. I like a stance where they a change it in the windup. Like yeah. when the pitcher winds back, he'll straighten out. Remember fucking Bobby Bautista? Yeah, yeah. He always, uh, but you know some Cooper started to hit the wall here a little bit in his career. Carl Everett had one of those weird stances. The Brewers were getting old. Or Danny Bautista, that was the guy who. Them losing the 82 World Series was, I mean, people's old timers in Milwaukee still talk about the 82 Series. Like it matters. They should have won it. Yeah, it they, was they were like a better the, team. It was like the 97 Indians. 
Yeah. They should have won that World yeah, Series. Absolutely. They were one strike away twice. Who, the, the Brewers The were? Indians in 97. Indians. Oh, yeah. They were one strike away in the bottom of the ninth, and then they were one strike away in the Ugh. in the bottom of the tenth. God. And then in the 11th, the Marlins won it. With Craig Council scoring? Yep. Yeah. Edgar Renteria, single up the middle. Craig Council scores. Yeah. Man. Cooper was still living off of the 80-82 season. 80-82, he was great. That was a great trade for the Brewers made. George Boomer Scott for Cecil Cooper. That's when they started to get good. Jesus Quisenberry's Christ. Quisenberry's in. Quisenberry's in. Is he facing Durham again? Yeah. Durham was a good player, but I'm telling you, he made that error in the 84 series, and it was it was over for him. The racist came out in full force. Quisenberry's dead. He had brain cancer. Is he wearing those, like, clear sports glasses? No, no, no. They, I, they, I, don't think, I don't think they had that back then. Quisenberry was was a great reliever back in the day. Look at those box seats. Those are legit box yep. seats. Yep. Al Capone. Al Capone used to sit over here. Garagiola. Man, can you imagine if that ball ricocheted off one of those fucking pipes and came back oh, at you? I'm sure it would be, yeah. It, it, it or if your fingers quick. were on the pipe. Oh, it would, just, it would break it. You'd break two fingers. You know what I mean? It would it's, it's splatter. I won't sit... I have to be kind of, I'll sit on the field level, but I need to be underneath the overhang. I can't, I'm yeah. not going to protect you from yeah. a screamer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that when you're down close to the action, they had to have that. I'm sure they probably used to not have, oh, look at this. Yeah, this is a dude. Before there used to be only a net behind the ump. Yeah, and the catcher. that was it. Yeah, it was, it was like, I mean, they, they made it much wider. They realized it's across the whole field now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it goes, it goes it. from foul pole to foul pole all the way really around the, the stadium. Wow. You it's almost Willie don't Wilson. know it's there. Wow. I think it goes away past the infield, but from the infield, yeah, I can see, see infield from like third, third base, base first, to first, first base, all yeah, the way around is netting that, now. That, that I think is. I don't think it goes foul pole to foul pole. But 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 I, is this Dickie Thon again? Yep. He's still. This well, guy. This is when this is when you know it's sixteen to five because they're just like fucking stay yeah. in there. <laughs> this is just the Astros versus the Braves at this point. This was a big. I remember this being like the American League finally won. Back when this is how the fucking. Of old time, back when the Astros were in the National League. Yep, absolutely. Which that's getting close to a decade of that being not. They went to the American League in like 2013. Well, yeah, or something they like went that. The, I mean, didn't they? They played the White Sox for the World Series in 05, right? Yes. They won the World Series, man. Yeah, and they cheated. You know, I, I mean, I, I still accept it, but they did cheat. But Dodgers fans are little fucking crybabies. Like that's fine, I get it. You, but right. you went to the World Series the next year. Yeah, and then you got your asses whipped by the Nationals. Like, yeah. quit crying about 2017. You had two other yep. opportunities. Yep. It's just like people with Bartman. There was a whole other game the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Leave I know. Steve Bartman alone. Yeah, I know. I know. And they were ahead in that game. So said Carey, a home run. The pitcher hit a home run. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, when Kerry Wood hit that home run, go. I was like, yep, this they is won. fucking. Good job, Harv. Yeah. I'm sure the guy, 
You, you, I'm sure they were in down. You know, they were, they were probably at like the Hyatt downtown. We're going to set you know? the scoreboard on fire. There's probably someone going like, guys, I don't think the scoreboard can handle this much fireworks. <laughs> they, they, they all went up. They partied in the loop. They went to like the near north side. This was when you know? the fucking Viagra Triangle was throbbing. Probably. Yeah, yeah, it was just starting. And like you went to Mother's, you know, yeah. Mother's was a hip bar. Let's to go, go to, to that bar from about last night. Well, guys. about last night came out two years later, came on 85. But, it, but but that that was a cutting edge bar, you know. Like I mean, they went on the near north side. You know, that's where they went out after this. They they didn't go to. Uh, oh, there was no. Yeah. Well, they certainly. Well, first they had to make it. First, we got to get out of this war zone. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, like urban. I mean, we're gonna take Al Capone's bunker to the north side. <laughs> so yeah, they, they went to like they went to the Drake Hotel. And they went to the Gold Coast some. They went to some bars around there. Oh, had a great time. Decapitated a couple hookers. You know, this. <laughs> Annie McPhail, he was the president of the American League. They used to still have that, like the American League and the National League, you know, president. And so, yeah, there I am Bowie with the hookers. Was still the I'm there with the severed skull of a hooker, and I'm just like, guys, I just want to drink my I sat, I sat in that exact spot, the upper deck right I there. just, I've been, uh, my dad got us tickets to a game uh behind home plate way up in the back underneath the overhang yeah. and i remember being scared shitless of the fireworks cuz they were oh cuz you were kind of close to them and i just yeah. didn't like i still kind of don't like explosions like yeah. i have to acclimate myself to it yeah. but if you pop a balloon behind me yeah, i'll fucking jerk. no yeah. i'll i might turn around and punch you yeah. like i don't yeah. i don't like it yeah exactly uh andre thunder thornton <laughs> what All Star game is this? Eighty four. Yeah, this is sunny, sunny California. Yeah, Murray started by this time because they won the World Series. Look at this whole team is just Orioles. Mike Boddicker. Yeah, he had good stuff. He had good stuff. Where are they at? The fucking Jim Rice Stadium? No, you no, they're they're in the stick, candlestick, okay. San Francisco. Jim Rice. Rice was still a feared player. I love those dark lettered Boston uniforms. And the White Sox need to go back to Tony the Armas, former uh, Oakland A, traded for Carney Lansford. Fisk. Oh, Richard Dotson, I'm sorry. Old Dickie Dots? When was Dick Allen on the team? Uh, uh, early 70s. Dick Allen was the shit, dude. Richie? Richie Andre Allen? Thunder Thornton. <laughs> he looks like he's wearing his first base helmet at all times. Is that Allen Trammell? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is 84. The Tigers yeah, were yeah. fucking 38 and 2. Yeah, yeah, at this 35 point. and 5. Here's, here's a. It's a bunch of them. Here's Jack Morris. Jack Morris. Then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, Willie Hernandez. So these yeah. guys are going to win the World Series, right? We should yeah. just give them the trophy. Who was the... Representing the Kansas City Royals. Oh. Richard Dan Quisenberry. Uh-oh. They, they're out of, out of line. Quisenberry was doing a key bump over there. <laughs> they're gagging it up. Baseball humor. Dave Engel. Dave Engel. I remember him. He was a bum. Dude, the A's uh, were they, way they, out of place. They, they, what if they were like, Mattingly. what if they were the Oakland A's? They find out like, guys, you're not on the all-star team. <laughs> Pitcher, Phil Necro. Phil Necro. He's like, how old he is. He's his, he's he his late 40s. Just to give context for people, Phil Necro pitched in the 50s. Phil uh, pitched in the 60s. Representing the Oakland A's. Early 60s. Or not the 50s. Ricky Henderson. There's your boy. Oh, that's young Ricky. Yeah. Steve, Bill Caudell. God, he was a closer. 
He's just like, I should kill myself after this. This is the pinnacle of my life. Al Davis. I remember him. Not the owner of the Oakland Raiders. Toby, Buddy Bell. Buddy Bell played in the All-Star game. Look at that hair. And from the Toronto Blue Jays. Shortstop, Alfredo Griffin. Yep, he was a co-rookie of the year in 79. Demaso Garcia. There's a lot of fucking players on this team. Yeah. Sparky now Anderson. The American League coaches from the Detroit Tigers, Sparky Anderson. Why wouldn't it be Joe Altabelli? Oh, it's a coach. I'm sorry. Tony LaRussa. Representing the Chicago Look at Tony. Sox, He's Tony young. LaRussa. Looks like he's wearing a flannel and shirt under his American uniform. Jackie Moore. He was your manager. Oh, of what, like in the 90s? No, 86. And then the he was a manager before, Williams, before they got LaRussa. Oh, I forget. Cal Sr. played for the fucking, was a coach. Look at that fucking guy. He's a trainer. You know something? When I get done eating Italian beef. That guy has never trained in his life. Rick Smith. Now the manager and starting lineup. That's an old trope, too. Like, the trainers being these fat fucking yeah. slobs. That's <laughs> yeah, sort of like the guy who worked at the mortuary. I rubbed the boys down, and... You know, <laughs> they're like, come on. Yeah. Well, that blew my mind even with soccer. I'll never forget going to a game in 84 in Baltimore. The A's beat the Orioles. I, I visited my father. They won 6-1. to one. Lansford hit a home run. Second by guy up hit a home run. At the top of the first was happy. There was a guy behind me. He was total like working class. Like, and they're the defending World Series champions. And he's just like, get all towel asshole off the field. He's an asshole. Like he kept like loudly calling him an asshole. So that last run wasn't the starting lineup. No, exactly. So Eddie Murray was not a starter yet. Wow, that's and ridiculous. neither was Ricky. This is Rod Carew was a starter at first. And then base. Lou Whitaker was first baseman. Well, Lou Whitaker was second baseman. Getting in the Third position. It looks like he muscled up a little bit in the offseason. Totally good. Were people doing steroids at this point? You no, think? no. It's it only started the A's in the late 80s really started that in baseball. They look skinny. They look kind of skinny. I mean, they're solidly built, but they look skinny. And the Yankees were still good, right? They were always in second place. Major League's leading active home run hitter. Yeah. What did he have, like 280 home runs or something like that? No, 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 no. He had 563 you know home I'm saying, runs. I'm saying, but at this point. Oh, no. Because he said he's the current active leader. Uh, he was over 400 at this point. This is the tail end of his career. He only had three years left in his career. But he was a name still. Reggie was still a name. I mean, Reggie was like... Wow. Lance Parrish. Yeah, Lance Parrish was a good catcher. That sounds like a bat, like a Celtics player. Yeah. Well, they had Robert, Robert Parrish. Parrish. Yeah. Chet Lemon. See how many Tigers there were? Yeah. From the Detroit Tigers, number 34, Chet Lemon. Former White Sox. Came up with the White Sox system. I mean, they had five All-Stars. Well, I bet you that's probably Dave Steve started again. He sort of back-to-back All-Star games. Like, that's how good Dave Steve was. Well, and I bet you that's probably why they made the rule that every player gets an All-Star, because it was probably like, man, like, these All-Star teams are stacked. Yeah. Like, it's got to be a little more fair. You can't just go up against the night. It's literally... The National League going up against the 1984 Tigers. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. I, I think it's... Uh, Ricky got a big round of applause. Ricky was a name, man. Ricky had made a name for himself at that point. 
Like he, Ricky was famous. He got traded in the off season of this year to the Yankees from the A's. The A's got five players. We talked about it last week. Anyway, man, I tell you what, yeah, I, I'm kind of wind winding down. up a little bit, but hey, this I like our song. I think we got some, uh, you know, there's some good things there, you know. Yeah, man, this was a good, nice, wandery, good episode. Absolutely. All right, see you next week, guys. Boom.